Hey, yo, hello, hello. Wake up this morning. Let's decide, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, how y'all doing out there? Just wanted to let y'all know we're here. We all know who I am. But we have Sharon Mullen in the building, the chocolate girl. How you doing? The, the chocolate girl is doing great this morning, Dennis. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, it's coming up on basketball season, and we're in the WNBA playoffs. But I... I know I had to get a special guest in the building when it comes to basketball season. So, you know, I went out and I got me Miss Trisha Joy out the building. I had to go get her out. I had to go call out of Brooklyn. She, she was somewhere in Brooklyn. I had to go get her. You were somewhere in Brooklyn and you didn't even let me I was know. at the Barclays Center. I was at the draft. I was yeah. excited to be there. If they have it next year there, please let me know because I live very close. So I, we could uh, um, uh, hung out or at least just meet once in person to give a high five, you know? Right, right. No, we had a good time. We went to the drive together. We had a good time. Definitely would have had a good time. But um, today on today's show, uh, like I said, we got Miss Trisha Joy here. You know, uh, Trisha Joy is the uh, the owner of Two MW. Always <laughs> mess it up and say. Yeah. Uh, TMW. That's why I always say TMW. She's like, and, and Sharon and Donovan always be like, no, it's 2MW. They always, <laughs> every time, they always say that to me. Every um, time. Shout out, shout out to Donovan Samuels, too, man. Donna, I call him the plug. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have met you two ladies. Donovan um, is a great, great person. He's, he's mm -hmm. a very good motivator. Um, and yeah. He deserves a, all the shout outs. Yeah, that's that's definitely my guy, man. Donovan Sanders. But what I want to know is what, what made you start the Facebook group? Okay, um, that is an, actually an interesting story. So um, I actually, I, I'm a person that loves to support people um, in general. And I, I actually started out supporting independent music artists, um, just going to shows and just being there and cheering very loud, you know, um, that was my thing because I, I love the effort. I love people giving, uh, getting a platform and putting effort to communicate their like crafts. Um, but I was always a big sports fan even before that. And then one day, um, I think it was the summer of 2012. Uh, I, that, sports part really came out of me when I um I was just getting ready for the Olympics the Olympics were that summer and um I wanted to talk to Olympic athletes so what I did was started reaching out to them just on Twitter on on social media to talk and they were saying, yeah, let's talk. I was like, excuse me, <laughs> you know, um, and I needed a platform to put these things on, right? Because it wasn't just one, it was like maybe someone that was on the swimmer, swimming team, um, uh, boxers, all that stuff. And I was like, wow, um, they really just want to talk. And so, um, I, I, I just have to think about that. The group didn't come up yet. 
but I was just talking to them and, and, and stuff without any platform. Then after the Olympics, we have um, the NBA season, right? It started, preseason started in September. And again, like I had all these interviews and they were, um, I think the Nets were, or some of these teams are letting me come to media day. So um, I was like, not putting things together quite yet, but I love basketball. Let's do fantasy. And I said, all right, let's start a fantasy group. Like this is me just being a sports fan. And I was like, I need a place where I can talk to everybody in this league because I really love sports and I want to like trash talk outside of Yahoo. So I then started 2MW with just fantasy league player um, um, participants, 14 people. The original 14 is still in the group. Um, and it just grew. I just put all the interviews that I did with the um, athletes in there. Um, and then uh, that's how it really started. So it was like a, 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 a couple months of like thinking about music, but then being inundated in sports, um, inundated with the Olympics, coming off the Olympics hot into the, the fantasy season and just being like, I need to just talk to the same people all the time about what I'm doing. And so I, uh, I had 14 people in this group that 2MW, which was just a fantasy. That's why it's two minute warning. It's like a, a football thing. So I had NBA and, and fantasy football. And um, yeah, one day I got up and said, I'm just going to add my friends. And um, Sean, who is um, my business partner, he, he used to be my neighbor. He's, he's not anywhere near, but like <laughs> we, we still do um, business. He added a hundred of his friends. I added a hundred of my friends and then 2MW just started like growing. Um, and I, I think partially because I have very strong opinions about certain things. So people were like, oh shoot, like she really believes this thing. Right. <laughs> and that's how it how it how it started. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. Now how was your first year? Um of 2MW? Yes. Um okay. I, so I could approach it from more like a business standpoint. Um the first year was cool, right? Um at the time we're talking 2012, so Facebook is still fairly new facebook is maybe 10 years old or less um and so it was a growing experience an exploratory experience for everybody like being in a group together all the time um doing things that would now entertain the group because it's more than a group it's an audience so the first year i had a lot of learning to do i had to learn what they were responsive to what they liked and what they didn't like what drove um what drove them to be um, like happy in the environment because i always say 2mw is an experience it's not just a sports group i want it to be an experience um so the first year was a learning a le learning all the behaviors and the likes and the dislikes of everybody in the group and then um, growing like a bond between everyone to move the group forward, right? Um, so, you know, Sharon came in the, the second part portion of 2MW, but she hears the stories. Like people would be commenting all night. Like we would average maybe about 
like 200 posts, but it would be like very intense battles like about different things. So that came from knowing how to start a conversation and bring people together so that they would um, share this experience separately. Uh, so the, first, the like remote, remote remote fandom, as I you know you would call it. Now you know from from to, I guess two thousand twelve mm-hmm. to now, um, has there been some things that you know changes that you made, Brandon, etc. You know since then. Sure. So um, we'll talk about branding first, and then we'll talk about changes, right? And I talk to Sharon about this all the time. Um, 2MW is real for me, right? It's not just a group. Um, I've made strides business-wise to make sure that it's shored up. Um, The 2MW logo on the group right now is trademarked, right? Officially by the U.S. government. Um, And that was a first step for me to make it real. Now, I don't think people are gonna go around and steal that logo, but I wanted to make sure that I started doing the protections for that branding, right? Um, And so it's on my shirts, it's on everything. We just renewed the the branding. Um, When you trademark stuff, it's it's good for seven years and then you have to re-up. So um, we did that. The second thing um, on the changes over the years. So, Um, everything matures over time. And um, I would say me, I made um, certain changes because I would be so invested in making sure everyone felt great in the group that I would, I would sometimes lose my own feel like lose my own balance, right? Because now you're trying to make people feel good in this group. Um, so they could get away from their personal problems. So I, I personally had to change, make changes for myself for balance. Um, if you notice now in 2021, I'm not even an admin of my group. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am not an admin of 2MW. I'm a member. I am in the admin chat for like, um, you know, dis- discussions about the business, but I've put it on a a trust trusted people that have been members for a while to as including Sharon to be admins of the group to make decisions I'm a fan too I know I have my flaws sometimes I get emotional and so I don't want to make decisions um, for the group that's based off of emotion that would be detrimental um so it's like having a panel of people that can check me um and sometimes you know I leave like I'd be like I'm leaving a group you know, <laughs> and I'll be out, you know, but I can attest I, I, to that. Right. Yes. But I haven't. I know, I know yeah. how that's And then, then, and then she hears from me, uh, tr- you, you can't leave. This is your damn group. Right. You're not leaving. <laughs> right. right. But it gives you know, me. The- like, what you talking about? <laughs> the phone will be, I, the phone rings right. after she, po- after she hits me up and says that she knows I'm going to call her. We right. don't have to have a conversation. Right. It gives me the Mm -hmm. flexibility to still be a fan too. I know I'm not a perfect person. Um, And so I don't want to make a decision that ruins the group um, because, uh, you know, I made a decision out of emotion. I know myself. So I make bigger picture decisions like, like that are more administrative from a business level, but like from the operations of the group, I'm not an admin. I have admins and mods. Um, and those mods uh, do several things. Um, 
So I want to, I want to, I want to tell you about the changes, right? Uh, 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 in another aspect, um, you know, you gain a lot of friends in the group, and sometimes those friends have um, also flaws. And so I had to make changes on that end, where you're not necessarily an admin just because we're friends. Um, 2MW has gone through several splits because of that. Um, because, you know, people think I have a favoritism on certain people. This 2MW has gone on splits because people see how it's operated from the outside and believe they can do a better a job. And that's fine. You know, making a group is simple click of a button on Facebook. You know, you can always make a group. Um, and so I always sit back and, and, and tell those people despite the split, because everybody could have drama and beef, that I support them because, you know, for up, up until the time the split happens, they supported me, right? But I can also um, tell them that there are many learnings that they'll have on their own, making their own group that they don't see because, you know, I'm shielding it from them. Um, dealing with a whole bunch of emotions, dealing with the growth, dealing with constantly coming up with new approaches to content. That is something they don't think about, but when they're in the position, they sort of have to grow. And I'm always there to support. So there's several groups that came out of 2MW because of you know the, the splits over time, but I always maintain support. I go, I be on their shows, I be in their groups. I just you know, I comment because um, a personal change I made over time is letting go and um, not being so emotionally invested from a negative energy standpoint. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm doubling on two things. You as a, a group owner or a person that's running the group, the investment it takes, the changes over time, going from like super hyper-focused to growing to then realizing that your own personal growth may be stunted and then coming back and fixing that. Super focused on growing the group initially and then over time delegating to other people to help. So I have admins. Um, I, I experimented with having them have their own content for a while. So we had several podcasts. Um, I didn't think that that to me, wasn't really successful for the group, but it was successful for the personal growth of the individuals participating because they all have their own personal shows. Um, and that in, in, in itself is a win, you know? Back to my statement about the platform when I started talking to athletes, my, my primary focus was to give people a platform to talk because I think that everyone is a smart I think people in the comments like have come up with great ideas, but we don't want, we don't work for ESPN. We don't work for Fox um, Sports uh, One. And so 2MW, if anything, is a place for them to be able to express themselves, maybe learn how to express themselves. And then ultimately, if you want to go off and do your own thing, that's great. You know, maybe that's my purpose. So that's, that's what happened over time. Okay. Okay, I like that. I definitely do like that. That was, that was, uh, that was different. I I don't know nobody to take themselves out the group, but you know it might have been for the better of the group, not just your own selfishness. Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's you know, Dennis, because you work very hard, and Sharon, 
sees it, Sharon tells me about it, Sharon also works hard. But you, as a person with a brand, you're, you're heavily invested in the growth and you want to make sure this happens and passion is driving you. But it could also drive you a little bit nuts sometimes because you can't separate, right? You, your brand, this is everything. So I needed something to release, even if I couldn't fully release, at least I could pretend that I can't, I don't, I'm not going to deal with the group for, for two weeks, but I know the group is not going to fall apart because they're, there's moderators in there that's taking care of it. Right. And so from a mental health standpoint, it was necessary to create my own sort of little cave or back door to release myself from the group, but know that it'll still be functioning. And then when I get back, it'll, you know, people will laugh at me and it'll be like, haha, you've been out for a while. You ran away from your old group. And then we just get back to normal. So that, that was very important. And I think everyone should figure out a way to do that. Yeah. At least Jeffrey says it sounds like good self-care. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I understand sometimes, sometimes you do have to get away, uh, Sometimes you do have to get away from some things, you know, just for a little bit. Yeah. Just to, you know, just to get your life together and, and have a good time. You know what I mean? Right, right. I was losing sleep. I was losing a lot of sleep. Um, and because, you know, at the time I had my full-time job, which, you know, it I, I was coasting, right? Because I knew I was good at my my job. I was, I was doing it before 2MW started. But when you're so passionate about this thing, because this is your baby, your child, right? You, that's a, mm -hmm. a, a second layer of, of thinking you have to do, right? You think, you're thinking about the present and you're thinking about the future, right? Six months in, in the future, where do you want your group? How do you move towards that, right? And so every little thing becomes like a, you become hypersensitive about every little thing in the group because you want to hit this goal. Um, and so that is help. This is, that's normal, but when you're losing sleep it, and it affects your health, you can't be your best self if you do get to that success goal. So, um, you know, I do a lot of working on myself outside of the group. Um, I know you guys are friends with me on Facebook outside of the group. Um, those posts aren't just posts like, like I just come up with just to get likes. Like I do, when I first thing I do when I wake up as a person that runs a group and a business is that like, I spend the first half an hour to an hour meditating. Like literally, I do not pick up my cell phone. I have it on my schedule right now from 8.15 to 9.15 or 7.15 to 8.15. Meditate, clear my head. I do a lot. I, I read the Bible a lot. Like just because I need to calm down because it's easy to wake up off and wake up and go into your phone and then you see a comment you'd be like what the and then you start hammering them right because you ain't had your coffee you're like irritated and you saw this comment right so i i do that in the morning before i even start work and then um i start my day so it's it's very important for me i've i make sure consistently seven days a week do that um for myself so that i can get ready for the group and re get ready for the business you know that's good that is good i got it i don't uh i don't meditate but at the end 
there's nothing somebody can type that'll get me to another level either. Um, well, I mean, it, the, it, it, it really, maybe it's not typing, but it, it's something else, you know? Uh, I mean, we all have like our, our gaps or something on your mind that like our triggers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that has your triggers. My trigger was the people coming for me and then the because it, I, I was wrapped up in the brand right the, everything was driven by me so it's like oh I hate 2MW it's really like you hate Trisha right that's 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 how I felt because I was the most vocal person in the group right so the brand itself um, in those early days of Facebook was, it was sensitive to me. I wanted to make sure that people continued to have a good experience and that people continue to get a chance to, to, to voice their opinion. So um, I was hypersensitive on that. Come and being a female, being a woman with a sports group, you know, there's things that happened, Dennis, that mm -hmm. I don't talk about there are things that people have said to me that I don't say, but 10 years later, I'm the I'm their best friend. I'm like their bestest friend. I would back them up for anything. Yeah. And that's something I had to endure, right? So it's, you know, and I'm talking about people talking about my appearance. I'm talking, I'm thinking about people talking, all of that, right? Mm -hmm. People will say the nastiest things to you. When, and and it and it's detrimental to the brand. Like you have to fight for respect, and then fight for your brand mm -hmm. first. And so that was the reason why it was. You know, my triggers are that. You know, I would wake up to people talking about my intelligence. Oh yeah, I get that a lot. Mm -hmm. I get that a lot. I got. I, it's it's kind of crazy that you say that. I got that around when I was starting and going. You know what I mean. And we talking about family members was coming out and like, oh, oh, here you go with the podcast bullshit. And don't nobody give a damn about your podcast. You right. Know? Somebody immediately will start a sports conversation with me. I'll be I'll be doing something else. And then next thing you know, I heard a hating ass family that this ain't the podcast. Like Yeah. Yeah. Like, but but see, I my thing, I'm I'm always thinking differently. Like the people that say this shit, who who are you? Right. That's always my thought. Like, like, who what are you? you doing? The people that say, mm -hmm. I've had, I've had people, and I might be going a little deep here. I've had people who I've helped in the podcast game go back and say some hating shit about me. Yeah. To a bunch of other people. And then them other people came and told me. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and it was, it was just, it was one of them things like, Nah, they ain't say that. Nah, I ain't. And then somebody else say the same thing to you. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck going on here? Like, right. But it was, yeah. I, at, at the end of the day, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to go down that road. I got to keep pushing. Right. And I got to so keep pushing. That's a, that's a level of maturity that you have. I, I did not have, right? I did not understand it. You know, because I'm walking, I'm looking left and right, and I've seen everybody supporting everybody's stuff. And here is like we're going above and beyond with the content, above and beyond with the creativity. Um, and there was, 
it was a lot of back talking about me and Sharon was there when it was really kind of nasty um and it was it was heartbreaking because you know in on my side I'm putting everything into it but people don't like to see you doing some stuff sometimes Dennis and it could be the people that's really on the inside right as long as you are on the same level or as long as you're not showing like you're taking things to a next level they're for you but once it's like hey you know you're really dedicated about that they're they're trying to test you and um earlier on I wasn't good at that I'm I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you a quick story Um, when I was younger my grandma owned a soul food restaurant at that time it wasn't but two soul food restaurants in Philadelphia that were black owned Mm. So she owned a soul food restaurant and it used to be people that I grew up with that would be like, oh, your grandma food nasty. But then they would go eat at the dirty Chinese store across the street. And at one point, you know, I was having this conversation. I was upset. But then, you know, my my grandma told me, she was like, you can't be upset about that. That's the food that they chose. That's that's what they wanted. At the end of the day, let them eat that. It's not going to stop us from making money because that's what they said. Right. Like they ain't eat no but they ain't at no five star restaurants. Right. They ain't eat no different. You know what I mean? We in the same neighborhood. They felt as though they wanted to go ask the Chinese man for help. Right. But yet when it's time for a block party, when it's time for the community to do stuff, they don't ask that same Chinese man for nothing to do that. I was like, No, they don't. And that and that's how I had to look at things. You right. can't just look at just that moment. You need to look at things in the whole picture. Right. That's what right. I had to learn. I had to learn. You had to look at things in a whole picture. Oh, this dude hating on me. Well, let him hate. Fuck that. Let him do what he right. gonna do. Until he the reason that I stop getting money, then then it's a problem. Right. But for right now, you keep hating. I ain't, yeah. See, and I had to. I had to learn that lesson. I had to learn that because I'm mm-hmm. so. Um, I'm. So, I was so into just growing this group. It, I, I didn't, the bigger picture was the the, the, the tunnel vision, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did not, I was not able to step back. Uh, yeah. And I would say that's the biggest growth that I've had over the, these years. Sharon, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. I have to add to this because while, while Trish has been talking this morning, the videotape has been playing back in my mind of the many conversations we used to have about what was going on 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 the uh in the group on the um wall and when we would have this time these conversations and she would be very upset and i would say to her i would let her vent first of all and then i was always say to her listen you started this group you know why you started it you are an intelligent woman you know what you're talking about whether we agree or disagree. And Trisha and I don't always agree on subjects of basketball and other things. We don't. But the thing is, our respect for each other is so high. I mean, mean, Trisha is very creative, as you know, Dennis. And she used to come up with some zingers, boys. She used to get me live on our show. (laughs) Make me look this stupid, this small. And I used to be so mad after the show. I'd be like, what the fuck did you say that? Why did you say that? I mean, you know, I used to be mad. 
but that was still my girl. And I knew she still respected me, even though we used to disagree. And so when we would have these conversations and I would say, listen, 2MW is your group. And I just don't believe in you leaving it. But after she, after she explained everything that she just talked to us about, about her mental health and why it's so personal, why it triggers her, all of that stuff, then I understood it. Because I didn't understand it at first. I was just all about, this is your shit. Right. You don't let nobody run you out of your stuff. You don't do that. Right. Because that's what they want. Don't give in. And see, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I guess I'm like that. I'm very stubborn about that type of thing. I'm not going to let you push me out of anything. Right. And, and, and that's just how I was raised. I'm not leaving because you want me to. I'm going to leave when I want to on my terms. Yeah. And that's the way it's going to be. But so I had to understand and grow in that understanding myself as her personal friend and advisor, so to speak, because she advises me and I advise her. It's a two-way street. Mm -hmm. And so she would come to me and, and explain all this stuff to me. And at the very end, I would say to her, well, you know what? Whatever your decision is, yeah. you know I'm here. You know my routine, Trisha. Yeah. I'm always here in your corner. Whether we agree or disagree, I'm always here in your corner. And I will watch the I will watch the wall. I will do whatever I need to do to help this group be successful. Cause it was the very first sports group I ever got in was 2MW. Oh. It was the very first one before any I had no idea that this world even existed when I first started. Cause I was slow to venture out. I had my page and that was it. Right. My page, my Michigan State alumni group, and that's it. <laughs> you right. know so i'm saying this to say when when trisha mentioned that she had to grow and she didn't have that level i have watched her fight and grow to this point and that respect has continued to this day which is why no matter what i always say to you dennis that's my girl 2mw is it mm -hmm. i am always going to be loyal to 2mw that's the group that i rock with Otherwise, I'm an independent, I'm independent, the chocolate girl. And that's what made me really decide to, to create my own little independent brand. But I'm sticking with 2MW and everywhere I go, I always shout out 2MW and Trisha Joy. Every right. show, just about. Every show. I don't, I don't care what we're talking about. It, it, wouldn't, it may not even be shout out time. Yeah. I might be giving an opinion and all of a sudden I might just say, oh, and shout out to 2MW and Trisha Joy. If you're listening, you know, shout out. That's what I always say. Yeah. Because of that. Thank you. And I'm proud I, I, to do I, it. I love that you um, still shout me out, even though like I've, I've, I've repressed your podcast, vidcast dreams with um, not doing out of your, your league. We'll get into that in a minute. We're about, we're, about to, we're about to get into that. We'll uh, get into that in a minute, but. Uh, because we wanted yeah. to talk about your creativity. Uh, and I wanted to talk about these shows you were doing. Uh, you know, you had, uh, well, I think it was the Real Stat. Real Stat, Card Chaos. Mm -hmm. yes. Real Stat 360 and One-on-One -on -one Card Chaos Live. Yeah. Yes. I, I love one, both of those I shows. One -on -one Card Chaos t-shirt. That's uh -huh. how much I love the show. Thank yep, you. Me too. I, I'm going to, I am I'm working to bring that back. Um, and, you know, I feel like 
uh, COVID kind of slowed me down, not like not catching COVID, but I feel like where I'm all coming out of this PTSD thing about the whole situation, but the game was invented in during the height of um, the height of COVID. So I'll talk about creativity. I think my purpose in the group is to come up with as many creative things as possible. Um, and that helps, even though it's just a group, with you know you think about it as a business it keeps you a step ahead right so you have the ignorant thinkers podcast and you're constantly thinking about how to move it ahead of the game anybody that's um watching this or will watch this on the replay if you have your business you're always thinking in advance the one thing that i thought of in advance or or try to do is make something that's unique um, out of combining things that people don't typically combine. So like you can have a podcast and you'll say, okay, what can I do to make this unique to me? Um, that's what I always think about when I come up with ideas. Um, so number one, I had to, I, I, I've always, always been thinking about ways to come up with content off of content. I think every comment can be a piece of content. That was my first initial thing. My second thing was I loved comedy and I loved acting. And my job before I left sent me to comedy school. And so there was a stint in 2MW where I was going to school for comedy. And my goal wasn't to just be, wasn't to be on Saturday Night Live. So I'm in a, like big time comedy schools. I went to the pit. I went to UCB, which is um, uh, in New York City. And um, I also went to another big school that um, um, is out here. I don't, want, I don't like to talk about it because I want to graduate first. But Take your time. Take your yeah. time. Because I, so I got to ask you a couple of questions about some comedy. But I'll go yeah. take your time. <laughs> my thought was, how can I make this something that makes you 2MW unique? And so I went to, I went to, um, you see, I have a blue curtain, right? I like late night television. So I went to school um, for a late night tell uh, or like a, a big, a one week full thing workshop with Jay Leno's, uh, sorry, Letterman's lead writer. Um, and so for a week, I went to late night comedy writing class and I have the book somewhere around here. I always give it to someone. I always tell somebody when they ask me um, and studied how to deliver like a late night television um, um, host. So when I come up with content is that with that background mentality, like how can I make this similar, right? But not, but unique to for the sports realm. So, um, you know, the, even though from the way I post on the wall, that's, that comes from going to school for a late night television comedy writing and learning what effective communication looks like. There's certain mm -hmm. tricks and, and ways to deliver words. And so delivering the words in the right way to start a conversation is, was a, a lot of what drove me um, in like maybe from 2015 on, I'm very particular on how I compose a post. So when people, it looks like I just throw it, throw it on the wall, but it, that's practice. 
you know, I've been practicing how to effectively make people think about what I just said. Um, and how card chaos actually came from um, like a, I actually had like a dream about it, honestly. I woke mm -hmm. up when um, I, I was sleeping and I, and then I was thinking and they were like, where are your basketball cards? Play with your basketball cards. And so I was like, okay. And I remember Sharon was the, Sharon, I think you were the only one for my first show because I had to test it. It was that fresh in my brain. Like I got up that week and I was like, Sharon, I had this vision. I had this yeah. thing, right? <laughs> and at that time I was in that period where I wanted to step away from doing the pod, um, the podcasts because I thought it was only bringing negative energy. So I'm like, how can I bring positive energy and fun and still do commentary without being like attacked for my, my opinions? And that's how um, card chaos came. Basketball mm -hmm. combined with basketball cards, but using it as like a game with a timer, like just to see what things you can combine to come up with your gift, right? A, a lot of people that um, do um, business help or self-help self or um, uh, coaching will tell you that, um, especially if it's, if, if it's to come up with you, the unique way you're gonna make money. How are you gonna differentiate yourself from everybody else? You come up and you write a list of all the things you like, then combine them see what comes from it, right? I like basketball. I have basketball cards, combine them. I like game. I like to laugh, right? How do you make people laugh? And I like, I also like short time things. I don't want to go on forever. So like, how do I put time? How do I put a sense of urgency, my cards and basketball together and then see what, see what comes up, what ideas, right? So, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I come up with things for the group. Um, yeah, and let me let me yeah. add to that too. When yeah. she called me about card chaos, and I'm listening to her describe all of this and the dream and everything, and I'm sitting there, I actually literally sat back and I remember waiting until she got finished, and she and I was quiet, and she's like, Sharon, and I was like. I'm like, you know what? You are effing genius. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say. And then she laughed. I said, no, I I'm serious. This is really, really special. You should run with it. Yeah. Run with it. And then when she told me I'm going to do it in the middle of the day, I was like, oh. and then it hit me. I was like, Oh my God, what a brilliant idea. Lunch yeah. hour, quick, 20, it's like right, 28 lunch, minutes. Yeah. It's not yeah. really fully 30. It's like yeah. 28 minutes of, of actual time. Catching them at lunch. And now the first week, it was like three people. Right. Then it grew and grew. And finally, I couldn't, I was getting pinged in, in, in notifications of people <laughs> telling me to come in so many i knew she was doing fine and, and my lunch hour was different so yeah. i couldn't always be there at one o'clock and uh it, it was brilliant and i was just like this girl so, so, <laughs> so that, was, that was that was during the quarantine yeah so i was watching a couple of them live but the rest of them mm -hmm. i had to watch 
after the show. Mm -hmm. Right. The one, the one thing I want to add on, on that, because I, I know a lot of people might not be sports fans that are watching the show, but um, one thing that the thing I want to add about that experience was the consistency. Um, Cause I said to myself, all you have to do is 21 times. Just try, just try doing this show 21 times. I put a specific number, do this show 21 times. So I said, okay, a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And by, and, and because people say 21 makes a habit by the 22nd show, I got the interview with Beckett magazine, which is the magazine, the biggest magazine in the hobby for trading cards. They've been around since 1972. Somebody from their team discovered the show on social media and reached out to me to do the interview. That was 22nd, the 22nd show. So, you know, everything when it comes to business, right? Try to be consistent and also try to believe in yourself. I'm lucky to have a Sharon. I'm lucky. Some people don't have people that support them, right? I, and so, you, you know, the only one lucky to have a Sharon. Right. You, oh. you, you know, right. Oh, yeah. So it made me cry hard. early in the morning. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> it's very hard, right. To start something and know that, you know, people are going to just blow it off in the beginning. Right. And, you know, even though Sharon couldn't come to all the shows, she come to some, or she would like share the link and stuff like that. And, and I was there. I was with you on the pre-show. Right, I was always in there because my right. lunch was eleven thirty to twelve thirty. So I would hit her up and, and inbox her around twelve fifteen, and I would right. say, "Hey, you ready? You, you getting ready? You gonna do it at one? Okay, blah, blah blah blah." And I would make a post. I would make my own post of it in the group to remind people. Right. Yeah, I so gotta support my girl. Gotta support her. If you have a friend that is starting something please support them because you might be that only one person and, and you, and you're supporting them out of support, but like as a person that always starts something that people think is off the wall in the beginning, it's important to have that one person in addition to your own personal strength to help you keep going. Cause I started card chaos with a dry erase board. I would, I showed Sharon this thing on my phone. I said, here's a dry erase board. I'm just going to draw the names of everybody. And then it moved to the PowerPoint and then it moved mm -hmm. on. Right. But if I didn't have that one person just saying, okay, this is cool. Then I would, it, I can't, I might've, I might've quit on myself, you know? So if you're watching entrepreneur friends, please lend them any kind of support even and the support doesn't have to be financial it could be like yo that was a great idea keep going you know there are a lot of people that i know that said they were proud of me and that just saying that meant so much to me because you don't get it all the time right just a kind word to a person starting out something new will do a major thing. So please try to do that for, for, for them, even if you can't physically be there or financially be there, you know, I, I tell them, you know, it, it takes courage to come up with a new idea or, or, or say, man, like you're great at execute, you know, find something positive because that little thing is some, is, is important in, in that kind of um, vulnerable time when you're coming up with some, a new baby or new idea, you know, 
So that was that was what was great. Um, Sharon being on the live for 10 minutes while I put up this dry erase board and be like, here's my bracket, Sharon. Can you see it? <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's 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 how it came. I, I do a lot of creative thinking. I write down, I make a lot of lists of things and then say, what can I do? What what can I do to make this cool that people would watch, you know? Can I read a couple of a few of the comments? Oh, cool. Comments. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm gonna go back some a little bit. And uh Ooh. when you were talking about your creativity uh crazy buck flair shout out to buck flair and the buck flair show on wednesdays he said sharon running for office independent chocolate girl <laughs> this just really sounds like something he would say and of course he said woo already woo in the comments already uh before you move um, on before you move on i want to say that i've like i've dipped in and out of the buck flair show and i do admire his creativity as well it's he's very unique um and yeah. i and i like and I like that. And I like that he keeps it um, because it makes him uh, different. And it shows mm -hmm. like he's very confident in himself and his um, delivery. So um, I do, I've, I've caught a, a few um, portions mm -hmm. of it. And I know, like, I know what he's working on. So, you know, keep, keep doing the, what you're doing too. Oh yeah. Buck, Buck yeah, Flair, Buck Flair is, a, Buck Flair got he is a joy and a hoop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, got a, he got a prop yeah, somewhere that goes with what he, he talking about. I don't know what it is, but he got yeah. a prop somewhere. I love it. Yeah. And let me tell you, Trisha, the Buck Flair you see on the show, that's him all the time. Ah, that's, that's good. That's Authentic. Buck Flair. He is really genuine. He's a genuine person, true, real, and you can feel it. He's just that dude. So, yeah, Authentic. shout out to Buck Flair yeah. and the Buck Flair show on Wednesdays with his co host. Dennis Holmes at 10 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. But, yes. Okay, so I'm going to continue with the comments. So shout out to Leslie Robinson. This is my girl from my hometown, Trisha. I got her watching. I guess she's also a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so love me some <laughs> Leslie. And she asked, what does 2MW stand for? And Dennis let her know, two-minute warning. Um, OG, shout out to OG in the comments. Thank you, sir. He said that you're very creative. And uh, Buck Flair said, I wish I was creative. <laughs> you are creative. He is creative. Just like Trisha said, you are. And uh, Buck Flair said, Dennis Green, that's you, Dennis. Dennis Green don't need no comedy. And then, uh, of course, I said, thank you to everyone for joining us. Please like and share the show. Love you, Kellen. We love you and miss you. And then um, all you need to do is do the show 21 times. It makes a habit, Trisha Joy. I put your quote in the comments. And then um, OG said he likes that 22nd. He likes that. And uh, Jay Will said, shout out to Jay Will for joining us. He said, oh, look at all the love in the room. It's always love when I'm with my girl. It's always love. We fight though. <laughs> and there's always love. And then OG said, facts. Jay is supporting real folks. And then Elise said, people sometimes think support is financial. Right. And there are so many free ways to support your friends. A word of encouragement, a text message goes a long way. Amen to that, Elise. Shout out to Elise. And uh, what's the name of their show, Dennis? 
sweet love that's it sweet love yeah and then uh og said encouragement and that's it so far down here there's some other comments earlier but i it'd be too long for me to roll back before we move on because i know dennis had something i just want to talk about some one new thing that i'm coming up with now car chaos i'm bringing back um i just yeah that was our next question Mm -hmm. i i just um I took a little, a, a little minor break, but I'm, I'm always thinking about a way to just take it up a notch. So it is coming back. Um, I just have to get warm back up to like being live and stuff like that because I've been off a long time. But I do have another series coming up. So, um, you know, one thing I did a lot during COVID to, to grow is read a lot of books. Yeah. audible audible books right um because this is it's, 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 the names yeah read this. <laughs> yeah yeah i kept telling sharon right read this. This, it's a business too right so there are a lot of i read i read a lot of it about sales um a lot about marketing a lot about confidence right um but i just got into the rhythm of like listening to a lot of books that will help me be better um at business and growing um the group and growing the business and, um, you know, back to, to MW, which is a sports thing, I, we decided to do a small series um, starting this month uh, about the Jordan rules. So I've been reading the Jordan rules um, book and putting up quotes from the book that are good conversation. I'm going to put one up about um, today about stars and whether they're required to make their teammates better but that there was a, a comment about um phil jackson made about um the way the knicks played and um how they played uh with um you know the star making the team better back in his day not i don't know about the knicks now right but like um the real you know you always have to think step ahead so it's not just reading the book now right but if in a business you think ahead scotty pippen releases his book in november so we're doing the pre-work, right? Reading some kind of content from that's Michael Jordan related because we all feel like Pippen may be a little bit mad about Jordan and the, the last dance and things that may not have been communicated. So this is sort of like a two month, two and a half month sprint where we're starting the pre-work with reading about what, what was in the Jordan rules and getting the conversation about Jordan. And then when Pippin drops his book in November, we'll you know, start reading it as a group and talking about maybe the controversial things that he's gonna be saying in that book. Hopefully it's worth what he's saying because there's a lot of things that Pippin is doing that I'm like, yo, is this to sell the book or what? But um, yeah, I, I say this to say, you gotta be creative and then think in advance, like how, what's the, what's the end goal, right? Maybe we do have a book club. Any of y'all got a book club for the podcast? I'm not, I'm not sure, unless it's an actual podcast about book club. So um, we'll see if that is effective, if people um, are willing to join in and read about their favorite athletes and then, or, or, and or talk about topics that stem from the books that these, are, that these athletes are putting out or the content that they're putting out. So Again, it's a twist. We could talk every day about sports and what's going on day to day, but that has a shelf life, right? It's because the score and the game ended yesterday. And there's about so long you're going to talk about that score and that game um, 
into the future, maybe two or three days. So I'm looking for shelf life when I do um, content. And I'm not saying your whole show has to have long shelf life. You can talk about a, the, 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 the playoffs and what happened in the game or whatever. But I, I always want to have a piece of my show that I want to cut that could live on forever. And so a discussion about what does a star grow, a, a, does a star making their team better a requirement? That is a, a portion of a show that I can cut later on and put it on YouTube and people will be like, oh, yes, you know, let's see if this still holds true now, you know, <laughs> with this era, right. you know? Right. Uh, so I try to do a mixture of short-term um, content, short shelf life content, long shelf life content, and sometimes in the same show. So. Okay. All right. That's good. That's good to hear. Um, so uh, I, what I want to know now you know, because you are it's basketball season is coming up. So I want to know, growing up, who was one of your favorite basketball players? Oh, you want, let me see. Hold on. Give me one second. I want to see if I have the card here. I have a card. I must have a card. Hold on. <laughs> oh, I know you do. You got to have one. <laughs> I know she does. Yes. Hold on. I knew it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I had to dig deep because I have like hundreds of cards around me. Guys, bear with me for a second. This is my favorite player of all time. This is Steve Kerr. Oh my gosh. This is going to be a bad second. Oh, wait, yeah, hold, I know. Some hold people on, hold are, on. Some people are shocked. Some another... people are shocked to hear that. Mm -hmm. Right? I got two cards here right for you. And I got several of them. Mm -hmm. But I, I, that's, I just want to let y'all know I'm legit, right? Now, he played, I, 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 I almost say he played with Jordan. Jordan played with him, all right? Jordan played with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is my favorite player of all, 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 all time. Um, anytime you want. Tell them why. Um, well, it's several things, right? So here's a basketball thing. I was a big, big fan of BJ Armstrong and BJ Armstrong was at the time, like the three point shooter of, um, of the bulls. And then they waved him and then they started out with, um, they, they replaced him with Steve Kerr and I was shocked and appalled. Right. But then <laughs> like, I learned to love him. So that's the one, that's one reason why, like I kind of stick with the brother. Um, I don't know. Sharon, what have I told you? I, I have a million different Steve Kerr stories that you told me that and you were fascinated by the way he played the game. Yeah. You could tell that he was a smart player. He wasn't just out there just winging it. You could tell. And he, he didn't try to, he wasn't demonstrative and try to take over the game and be the man. He didn't have right. that personality, but right. he was so needed on that team. And people, you always, you zone in on, on the, um, the key person that keeps other people afloat. You right. zone it and good. I do too. Yeah. It's almost like looking at the background of right. stuff. You don't right. look at what's all out in front. See, Jordan was in front. Everybody knew, everybody looking at, but you looking over over there. Right. Side. You know, yes. like the side zone. You looking over there <laughs> on the side, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you said you were just drawn to him for that reason. Yeah. Like he was the guy, like no one would think no one would pay, like pay attention to me, but clearly he was getting minutes and it was because he was important. And I, like, I had to 
kind of watch that, right? Because they could put any other athletic person in there, right? But Steve Kerr was the guy that they picked. And so from my beginnings, right? I started basketball in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a personal side. I'm always drawn to people that people doubt, right? People wouldn't That's look it. at Steve Kerr and be yeah. like, mm-hmm. oh, he's great, right? I wasn't the most athletic person. The, the, the size that I, you see me now is the size I've always been. I was born with full diapers. I was never like a, big, a, a, like a skinny kid, but I like love <laughs> basketball. But I used to, I started out on the bench. Like I had to just sit there and watch, right? And so I, I, I have respect for people that come off that bench, right? And they're able to like, you know, flourish. So Steve Kerr, let me, I'm telling you, um, Dennis, I'm not lying. If Steve Kerr's on television, my family knows to DVR it. They even know now. to take, to even, even now. Not, my mother mm-hmm. will call me. She's like, and my mother's not from here. She's like, Trisha, your, 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 your guy, hit him on the TV. She knows <laughs> to call me when Steve Kerr show up. Right. I love Steve Kerr. I got his when I when I played basketball, I tried to get his number or something close to it. Right. I had I, he was number four, but I couldn't get number four. So I got to I got number 15. So because five minus one is four. Right. Like I was like I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. Like it was I have a lot of fours from different t- tournaments that I play. But anytime I couldn't get it, like I needed to have something close to Steve Kerr's number. So that that's my that was my favorite play player um and i know people are watching for business let me tell you something let me tell you something about this love for steve kerr right um it was actually my calling court card to be catapulted up in corporate america so my company used to do something called um they used to let people talk about the things that they love to do and you know being corporate america they're like somebody will do a presentation on their work. Like I love technology or I love SEO, but I taught, I, I did a whole presentation on why I like basketball, why Steve Kerr is my favorite player and how I started 2MW. Would you know the, the, the president of the, the, the company would, would send me an email and say, guess who I'm sitting next to on the jet? Iman Shumpert, wow. what should I ask him? Right, like wow. they, they, I'm legit, and and mind you, I'm not that high in the organization. You know, I'm working in a, I'm I'm lower level at this point, right? I'm lower level, right? I, or the, the the company would start taking me on meetings, right? And I had nothing to do with the project, but my only job was to talk to this talk to this stakeholder because he 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 started a blog about the Sixers. So talk to him about basketball. And my only purpose in this whole business meeting is to sit next to the guy and just go back and forth about the 76ers. Right. And so always, always hold on to your dream. Poor Dennis is like, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm so serious. No, this is, this is, a this is actually know, interesting. It in. I, yeah, I they, so they made me. Steve, Steve Kerr yeah, has me, made the side jump. Trisha, that's, that's Dennis's, I'm taking it all in silence. Yeah. So, I can tell he's just like really engaged in what you're saying. Let me tell you something, <laughs> Dennis, and anybody else watching. When I, I did the presentation about Steve Kerr and like 
being my favorite. And I, I actually went into the science of how I became a Thunder fan and then how I created 2MW and, and things like that in, in the presentation. My company made me tape the presentation and then they sent it to every region. Nice. Right? So, wow. yes, yes. And so people from Seattle were emailing me like, oh my God, I can't believe you like the Thunder because, you know, Seattle used to have the Sonics, right? Yeah. But that became the, th I, like, I was known in the company for loving the basketball. So when people say like, really, really take on your passions, like even if you're still working or whatever, like don't be afraid to tell people because you never, never know, right? So yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and your favorite upset. team is and your favorite team is Oklahoma City Thunder still, right? Yes. Okay. You're Are definitely you're the definitely sad part gonna of the be show? upset about my uh my NBA hot take. You know, you and every Golden State Warrior fan. What's the hot take? That they're not making the playoffs. Oh. Listen, I'm okay. I'm listen. Dennis, that don't hurt me. Um, I'm realistic. The Thunder. Mm -hmm. um, we got some growing to do. We have 976 first round picks. Um, we need to figure out what we're going to do with all that. No, no, no. Not the Thunder. Golden State Warriors. Oh, I mean, the Golden State Warriors aren't my team. So I'm. I'm well, Steve, but Steve Kerr is the coach. That's why he's saying that. Uh, oh, oh, okay. So let me tell you something. Yeah, I like Steve Kerr, the player. This is a separate issue with her, with the coaching. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not a fan of Steve Kerr, the coach. Uh -huh. Right, right. So, and and Sherry knows this. This is this is me being consistent. Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of Steve Kerr, the coach. Um, I love him though. I still love him. Like you know, I just think about the Bulls as a player. But like, at, at one point, he was general manager of the Phoenix Suns, right? At yeah, but that's like, super. Put that Super Suns team together that didn't make it. Right, right. I can separate the two Steve Kerrs, right? <laughs> My favorite player, Steve Kerr, but like, I'm not trying to, not trying to have him win no NBA championship now <laughs> with the with the Golden State Warriors. No, no, no. You know? Okay. Mm. Josh Bailey said, Clay Thompson, yeah, you, Clay Thompson's going to be there. You're going to be in full effect. But you're gonna don't, be don't get me started. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold it. Please do not get her started on the <laughs> do not mention Clay Thompson anymore in this broadcast, people. Nope. Please just leave it alone. I will not. It's not to mention he ain't played it to you. You can you can mention him next next week when she's not on the show. But while right. she's on the show, do not mention Clay Thompson. Thank you very much. Josh is just trying to prove that any other he player knows this. Is there any other player that's excluded out of this? Uh... Um, you cannot talk about Clay Thompson. You cannot talk about Magic Johnson, Luke Walton. <laughs> and Luke Walton, the coach one. or the player? Either one. Either don't one. talk about him. Just don't bring his name up. Tim Duncan. Okay. Tim Duncan, and there's one more. There's somebody I'm missing. I can't remember who it is, but definitely is it, not. Is oh, it Dame, Dame Dollar. Dollar. That's it. Dame Dollar. Thank you, Josh. Josh ain't shit. Josh. Josh, Josh, Josh is a trophy for real. 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 Josh is a trophy for real.
You're a troll Listen, for real. <laughs> he, he is the keeper of the troll info. Oh, man. I'm not going to call, I'm not gonna call him a troll. <laughs> I'm going to say he is the keeper and the master of the troll info. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. And he knows when to pull that mess out. But he, that's it. Dame Dollar. Dame Please Dollar. don't mention. Mm-mm. We can bring them back next week. Yeah, yeah, you could do it when I'm not when here. she's just when well, she's actually, just in the, the comments uh, on, on Talk Heroes <laughs> Tuesday on October 12th. We actually have the NBA show where we're combining with Stay Tuned, Talk Heroes Tuesday, yep. and Stay Tuned Live. We'll be combining for the NBA show. We will give our predictions on what we think is going to happen uh, this upcoming NBA season. Um, but since you're not on that show, Trisha Joy, <laughs> I would like to get your perspective of what you feel is going to happen. This upcoming NBA season. Um. So, I you I've already messaged you this, and you don't think it's true, but I'm and I'm open to the conversation about it. Um. I think it's gonna be Nets, uh, Lakers in the NBA Finals. Um. And it's not that I don't believe in the Bucks, but I just don't believe that it was. I don't think that they have it enough to repeat again and I know that the Nets were also down players right so um I think that the Nets can can uh get to the NBA finals um the Lakers they I mean they're putting together a super team I mean they're trying to have Rondo and 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 Russell like uh, put away their beef they're trying everything um to put together a good squad that would um win um the only teams that i think may be um a challenge to them would be phoenix and phoenix and maybe dallas no dallas ain't no challenge but um, I, I think is i think it's more denver they sorry yeah Mike, they, they yeah denver denver Porter denver Jones. I got to say it like my brother said. If he's healthy. That's if he's healthy. Yeah, that's if that's the that's the key thing because he he that wasn't Carter has has injury history. Um and then what who oh uh, sorry the their their point guard has a foot problem. What's it what was it? Jamal uh, Murray, 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 yeah, yep. And he, so, needs to be. You know, too. Mm-hmm. And, and so who's left? Is it Joe? Joe Kid? The Joe. Joe Kid. Yeah. The so Joe they, they, they uh, they, they didn't re-sign Austin Rivers, which I thought was a mistake. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, got Javale McGee there though. I think he's still there, isn't he? <laughs> My man, Javale. So yeah, the health of Denver is very like it's it, we have to see where they're at, right? Um I know um I, I don't the, the only reason why I said Dallas is because uh of of Luca. Um but I also think that um it, it's really Phoenix to me, really Phoenix. And and I know Golden State is coming back, and I know that they have Steph Curry and you know homeboy um and they brought back um Andre 
they they brought back Andre Iguodala, and you know, Andrew Wiggins, if he gets the vaccine, will be like active. Draymond, Draymond, don't forget Draymond still there. And Draymond. So I mean, okay, Golden State, Phoenix is the two challenges that I think would be for the uh, um uh, for the Lakers, but Denver, I'm I'm very unsure, be- only because of the health reasons. Um, what? Yeah. I don't. I don't believe in Golden State no more. Are you a believer in in um uh, in Luca actually? Me? No, I'm talking to Trisha Joy. Uh, Are you? Uh, I know uh, how you feel about. I thought you said. I was like me, Luca. No, I know how you feel. Luca Garza, yes. Luca <laughs> Donis, stop. stop. No. no Are, okay, are okay, you a yeah. Are you a believer, Trisha Joy, in okay. Luca? I'm okay. So, I think that he does have the potential there there are some liabilities on his end but like i'm very curious to hear dennis's opinion i actually haven't heard that um do you mind if i ask him sharon i know you really oh no no i'm I'm gonna tell you give your your opinion dennis i'm gonna tell you in a a synopsis (laughs) i'm gonna tell you how this started you remember on draft night luca was traded for trey young you know that was the draft night trade so i i was i was talking to devon stanfield from a fresh perspective and I was like, you know, that's that's kind of an even trade right there, Luca and, and uh, Trey Young. And he was like, no, it's not. Luca Donage is way better than Trey Young. I'm like, well, he's not way better. You know, they both just franchise players. They're good enough to take their team to the playoffs. Like, Luca ain't doing nothing too much different. You know what I mean? Like, he was like, no, Luca Luca Donage is way better than 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 uh, than Trey Young. I, and so I'm like, all right, if he's that much better, then he sh- he should be getting his team further. So playoffs came up this year. And I, I, every every series, I just kept saying, hey, go Trey Young again. I want to, where's Luca? I just kept saying it every series. Yeah, yeah. Even when they played my Sixers, even when they played my Sixers, I kept saying it. They go that Trey Young again. And I just kept, and I just kept on with it. And, then, you know, everybody was like, oh, Trey Young ain't better than Luca Donald. Well, where the fuck is Luca at? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And y'all, like, where, where the fuck is Luca? Because at the end of the day, you only as good as your last playoff performance. So where is he at? Because he was up 2-0 on the Clippers. I'm trying to figure this out. Oh, yeah, the Clippers. What do you what do you about on the Clippers? Sorry, I don't mean to, mean to make Clippers it. Clippers will be a 7th seed this year. Oh. So well, they will be they will be in the play-in. Is what is, I guess that's what it is. Yeah. The play-in. I, I'm, I'm at least, even though you know how much I definitely hate the Clippers, I am going to at least give them credit, Dennis, and, and say they'll be 5th. I wouldn't well, put them well, in seven. Well, you know, you, you know, I'll say uh, fifth. you know, street clothes number two, Kawhi ain't playing. So, well, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, Kawhi. I still, I, I, I still, I still no, he got that surgery. I think he out for the whole season. Really? He might be. Yeah, he yeah. might be. But I think even without him, that they will prove formidable, at least for a time enough to make it in the fifth through seventh range. I don't believe that they're going to be, they're going to have to go to the play in. Which I hate. I, I can't stand the whole possible play. I'm not trying ridiculous. to make the side John, John a, a sports show, but it is. Oh no, no, no! Oh, me, We're talking sports today. Today is, oh, today is today is sports John day. Is a uh, is the the word John is a noun. Oh, okay. Person, place, or thing. So we we do adventure in sports. You know, um, in my Trisha Joy voice, 
We don't just talk poly, okay? <laughs> let's, let's That's why that I kept saying, way. I'm like, I don't know anything about poly- polygamy. I can't. Right. We don't yeah. just talk poly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. riddle me this. Riddle me this. When did this ACL tear happen? I don't know. Don't give me the line. He might have had that ACL tear for two years or something. Don't and give me the line. Why would you? And I'm not, this is no offense to like Kawhi. I just, I'm, I'm all about timing, right? We talk about timing this whole show. Right. If the, the ACL wasn't torn in July, it was. It? That's why he didn't play in those playoff games. Oh, Remember he said when they, when they clinched when they clinched to go to the to the conference finals for the first right. time in team history ever. Shout out to Tyron Lue. When they clinched to do that, I think that was the, the game. I think game six was his last game. If right. I'm not mistaken, I could be against wrong. Against right Dallas, now. wasn't it against Dallas? I think it was against Dallas. Oh right? well, then no, it wasn't game six. Then that was a that was the series before that against Dallas. Yeah. Oh okay. So he didn't play the whole series against Utah. That's right. He sure did. Right, right, right. I remember that now. Um, and the season ended late this year, right? Yeah, right. because remember, remember, yeah. people were people were uh, bashing him because he wasn't sitting behind on the bench with the players. He yeah. was sitting. Up in the top. I bashed. I bashed yeah. him for that. I was one. Okay. Yeah. Well, then this year is the time for Paul George to to shine. Then the whole I, season. I believe Paul George is a franchise player. So he'll get his uh, and and right. the words of a franchise player. That means you have to be able to get your teams to the playoffs. That's that's right. the goal of a franchise player. So okay, I so let's see if he does player. it. You know, I'm I, I'm I'm um I'm never gonna say a negative thing about Paul George. I thought he was he should have never left. <laughs> he should have never left Indiana. Okay. He, he should have never left Indiana actually, but right. I think he should have never left OKC. I think if he stayed in OKC, OKC would probably be a lot farther than they are now. Um, obviously, but like I think they, him, Russell Westbrook, and one more piece um, that wasn't Carmelo Anthony would be like a legit, you know, team. So it it still hurts me to this day. It wait, I did a I did a whole like comedy thing on it, right? I, I did I do that that yes. that skit yes. about like when I heard. Listen. When she heard that he was Lord leaving. Lord have mercy. Okay, like, Dennis. Is that the moment you had the nightmare? Devastated. Yes. Yes. And you walked out there, you, you jumped out the window, I think it is. Yeah, I, wa- I ran to church. Like Yeah, you went, yeah, you went to the church and had all. Ran that's, to the church. That's the one that Donovan, when Donovan was introduced to me, he was like, he was like you got to see Trisha Joy. So he showed Trisha me that Joy video. Movie. He was like, you got to right. see how creative she is. And I, and I watched that, it. And I was like, "Damn, she did all this by herself." And he was like, "It's like, yeah, this is what I'm talking about." And yep. I was like, "Damn, you brought back that memory." I even forgot that I made that thing. Like, let me tell you, Dennis, when when Paul George left OKC, they did it strategically. I think they did. They released that news. It must have been two a.m. in the morning. Because they they know that OKC would probably riot in the streets, right? Right. So I'm on my phone trolling, right? I'm talking to 2MW, posting all these things, talking trash. Mind you, I just quit meat. I'm eating meat because I said 
that I'm not, I'm going to stop eating meat for the whole season because I know that we're going to win the NBA finals. And that was just like me upping the stakes, right? That's oh, nothing. Shit. That's another thing that I do in the group. If it's personal on me and it's, and people get to like laugh and have fun, I'll do it. So my thing was, I'm not eating meat till OKC wins an NBA championship and they're going to win it this year. I literally said that comment that night. I, I declared it on the wall and I'm sitting on my phone like, oh shit, I don't know stop how I'm going to stop eating meat for the rest of the year, but let's do it. And you did. And, so, <laughs> and, wait, did you still, do you still not eat meat? Let me get that on. I actually um, went back to eating meat this year. So I did it for two years straight. Like I, I stopped eating. I, I'm, I'm also a person of my word. So yeah, I like that. I, yep, she is. you know, mm-hmm. at the point, the group, the group came in and was like, Trisha, we're going to let you get a pass on this, this, this bet. Like we know like you, you know, we know you did it for, because Paul George is on the team, but I was like, listen, if I got to not eat meat for the next 10 years to OKC trade those draft picks and get this, like I was ready. (laughs) I don't now here's my thing on it. I don't think y'all should trade those draft picks. I actually think with those draft picks, y'all in a good position. With these up and coming players that I've been watching in high school and the things that's happening, y'all might be uh, y'all might be drafting another super team. So, Dennis, I would love um, after this show for you to give me like some clips of um, high schoolers that you think would be great, and I'm I'm happy to do the research and do a whole special on that, like this is the seventh grader that we need to aim for. Look at how he carries his book bag that shows balance. <laughs> no, no, these, these, guys are, these guys are ballers. Um, to be honest with you, I, I wanted to go to New York City on November 9th to go see Kentucky play Duke because um, I wanted to go see my guy, Ty Ty Washington, and I wanted to go see uh, Paolo, who plays for Duke. Ty Ty Washington plays in Kentucky. Mm. I watched I watched a lot of these guys at the Allen Iverson Classic game. That's how I got to see, you know, these up and coming ballers. You know, I'm I'm watching, you know, it's, it's 25 guys there. 12 of them are projected to be top 12 picks in a draft. Yeah. So you know what? Send me the link because I'll come I'll come to the game if they're no that game too expensive. They wanted like 500 out. Really? Let me let me send me and the I link. Let me and see. And I ain't vaccinated, so uh, send hey. me the link. I definitely would. Told me soon, you promise. Yeah, soon. Man, I ain't gonna talk about it. Let me read some of these comments, folks. Let me read some of the comments. So uh, Joshua Bailey said, the Bucks just took advantage of the opportunity. And he said, the Warriors will make some noise. Tavai Thomas said, LA has ego and age against them. OG, OG said, this interesting info he's hearing. And uh, Josh said the Warriors are better than the Clippers. Well, we all know that. We all know that, Josh. And uh, um, Josh said he definitely shouldn't have left Indy. He was talking about Paul George. And TJ is definitely talented. And your boy, Mr. Hargrove said, those beautiful ladies on the show are outshining that Philly dude. <laughs> you know, they're going to always have something to say about you, Dennis. You know how that's how it is. Yeah, so that's that's the comments. Yeah, I, I can't wait. I'm I'm I can't wait to see what Paul George does out oh. of that respect. But let, let's let's 
When he said TJ, he talking about Trisha Joy. Oh yeah, yeah, TJ, Trisha Joy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought he was like, I was like TJ Warren. Where is he? Right? <laughs> oh, he's talking about you. Yeah. Talking about you. Um, but yeah, Paul George, this is his year to shine. He's not going to win no NBA championship. I tell you that, but um, I'm definitely rooting for him. I, he's another player that I feel like got the short end of the stick from a marketing standpoint. Um, and I'm not going to say it's all not his fault. Some of it is, but like some of it, I think is like, I think it's over the top. I think we selectively pick who we're going to support and not. And, uh, you know, Paul George has had the shoulder injuries and the shoulder surgeries, and they've been at inopportune times. Um, so and he broke his old leg, you know, like a lot of, a lot of this. I got to look who's on that Clippers roster. Right. Um, they, yeah, they, let me pull it up. They might be more eighth because I'm, I'm still heavily favored in Memphis. I'm going to have to say that. I'm still heavily favored in Memphis. With, yeah. Uh, Memphis, with, is, with, Memphis is, come, Memphis is coming along well. Yeah. They're, they're, they're doing it the right way. They're growing it. Yeah, that's what I would say. Um, so the Clippers have Paul George, Reggie Jackson, uh, Serge Ibaka, um, Marcus Sometime. Morris. Uh, those Sometime. are the top three. Okay, mm-hmm. got um, very um inconsistent players. Luke Kennard, but he's not. Um, but you know, oh, and they have Eric Bledsoe, do they? Yeah. yeah, they got him in the off. They got him in the off season. Wow. So wait, the Bucks didn't keep him? Nope. No, nah, the Bucks remember got rid of Eric Bledsoe. I don't think Eric Bledsoe was. Eric Bledsoe was gone. Team. I think he was gone two seasons ago, wasn't he? Yeah, he wasn't even on the championship team. Mm-mm. Wait, who am I mixing up? Oh, you know who I'm mixing up up with? Um, Drew. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Drew's um, still up there. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this is not a team to to be scared of. Um, without without Kawhi, and you know, Kawhi is not going to play a full season. Like his his he's very well, he, he injured. Him. So I don't even know when he's coming. Well, I mean, back. even even healthy though, he's not going to play a full season. Yeah, well, I only give him ever I only give him about fifty games. I only give him beat about sixty games. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Let me let me pull up the Western Conference. Um, That's why I was upset about the whole uh, Andre Drummond situation. What Andre Drummond is where now? He's now with the Sixers. Oh, wasn't he on LA for like uh fifteen minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they didn't re-sign him. So why you why are you upset that he's in um on the Sixers? Because he don't shoot free throws well. No. And I would rather have Robin Lopez. Interesting. Um. I think Robin Lopez would be a better fit with that team too right. than he would. Or they could have drafted Luca Garza. Shit. Robin I like Lopez. Luka Garza. Okay. So is it is it because you have other is it because of, you have Ben Simmons that's not good? At, like why would you why would you what about the yeah, he obviously is in the paint so he'll get fouled a lot but like he there is some upside to him, right? So You seen it? 
I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. asking you. Have you, have you seen it? You, I feel you like just... he's good for a double double. Don't you? Don't you need that? Then, uh, Who is Dennis? I mean Andre I'm, Drummond. Andre Drummond. He's good for a double double, right? Ten ten. I didn't see that last year with the uh, Lakers. I didn't see that with the Lakers. Not the time he was there. I didn't see. I just seen the guy. He that... had. He had. He had. He had sparks in some games, but not not enough games. He was wildly inconsistent. Right. And so, do you think it's the end of Dennis? Or he did more damage, I felt, than he helped. He was slightly better than uh, Mark Gasol, slightly. And he still wasn't good enough to remain on the team, in my opinion. So I agreed with them not signing him. I didn't want them to sign him at, from the beginning. Him or Mark Gasol. I thought oh. it was, they were both a mistake. So he's he's on his, what, ninth year? Tenth year? Ninth year. So. Um, so Something he's like getting, that. he's getting up there. Um, I, I, here's, here's my thing. Um, for the Lakers, I'm not really sure if his style of play is what they need, right? He seems to be like a, a player that would be good in like a half court set. Uh, and I'm, and maybe like the Lakers don't run that kind of offense. I could be talking like, you know, a miss, miss talk. Cause I don't watch a lot of Lakers, like um games to to recognize their plays but knowing the style that LeBron and them play they, they seem like more of a running team and I don't know if he's like he's that you know um mm-hmm. on Detroit he was averaging what yeah on Detroit he was a double double on the Lakers he was a double double I'm looking at his stats now right on the Cavaliers he was 17 um and 13 right on the lakers he was 11 and 10 but like it could just be the style of play he could be great for you guys um it's his style of play he he doesn't he's not a good fit i see what you mean now about the players that people doubt you give them more hope i see it now no (laughs) i'm just i'm just thinking like if he was averaging 17 points on on the pistons Right, that maybe full time. That was a full time starter. He ain't a full time starter with Philadelphia. You don't okay. So let me ask you a question then. Andre Drummond and Embiid on the same team don't don't doesn't like get you excited? No, because Embiid mm-hmm. said he owns real estate in Andre Drummond's head. He does. They they're not. They don't get along. First of all, okay. So they hate this- each. other. This is this is like a precursor to the show that I'm I'm gonna have on Monday concerning a Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Did he really say that? Like or yeah? Well, it was tight. Yeah. He typed it. It was it was tight. I'm putting like that it on the social tweeted. media recently. Mm-hmm. No, this was years ago. Years like ago. Two okay. Years ago. So, but he but he still continued poking at him throughout. Yeah. The time since then on this social is, media. This is the time for growth on Joel Embiid's side. I agree. Because, you know, having twin towers, having towers is hard to come by and having effective towers, is, uh, like both of the towers be contributors is also hard to come by. And if he's, if he's anything that he was back on the Cavaliers, forget the Lakers. The Lakers have to run a specific offense to make things grow for, for LeBron. If, if they can 
figure out a way to incorporate Andre Drummond in the Sixers offense. This is crazy to me, right? This is this is this is this is gonna be a good squad because no one has the the the, the twin towers, right? Um, that that is and I, and, I, and I agree with you, Tricia, but can we really count on the maturity and growth of Joel and B? Can we count well, on that? Well, yo, is that gonna be a guarantee? That's what I'm, I'm trying to because, figure out. Be, because they because Dennis Tricia is right, <clears throat> Joel needs to grow up in a lot of ways. And you know I'm a I'm a Joel and B fan. I'm okay? trying to figure out when when okay. I, I'm gonna say his, his behavior is very immature in a lot of ways. He has made he continues to make missteps in the public, making statements that he should not be saying in the public about teammates and other others. He's not the only one that does it. So I'm not saying that he's the only one that I feel this way about. But there's a certain way that you handle yourself and a certain way you don't. And Joel, Joel, he tends to do those things. And Trisha and I discussed that already. He tends to do things and say things that he ought not do. He is a fantastic player. And I've said many times, if he would get serious about his craft the way he should do and his conditioning and his practice and his free throws, those three things, if he would do those three things, Joel has the has the skill and ability to be the best player, the number one player in the league. And he almost—I've been saying that five years, but he won't four years. But he won't. Right, and he won't. It's just—it's like a switch. It's one little switch that he will not turn on. Well, and I, I that's what say, we're waiting on. I can't say that. I, I'm going to. I say, can say it. All right, I'm going to say this. When Ben Simmons was injured and we was in a bubble and we lost to Boston 4-0, one of the number mm-hmm. one things that we kept, uh, that, you know, me and my brothers kept saying that Joel Embiid needed to incorporate in his game was court vision. He had no court vision. Once he got yes. double teamed, he couldn't get rid of the ball. And right. that's what Boston kept doing. They kept double teaming him every time he get the ball. So and he came out this that, season. That on our show, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, he came out this season, just mm-hmm. passed, and he got his court vision together. And got better at mm-hmm. it, and right. you know was was in the MVP voting, but you know he missed too many games, so they didn't. It wasn't given to him; it was given to the Joker. But he, but he mm-hmm. was up there, like he's he's worked on his game year in and year out, and he's getting better. But I, I'm with him. If I'm working on my game and you not, I am gonna say something about you. And if, if I say something about you in the media and you feel some type of way then I could be that same person to go back and apologize. But just because I said something about you and you're my teammate is because I'm frustrated that we sit here at this point and we should be somewhere that we should we should be in a championship. I understand all of that. But there's still a way that you communicate that without throwing your teammate directly and publicly under the bus. I think he probably There is a way to, to do it. That's what I'm saying. There is a way to do it. And there's a way you don't. And it's fine if you choose the way that he did. It's not unusual. Like I said, he's not the only one that's done it. It happens all the time, right? It happens all the time. Right. But when you do that, then you you have to accept the blowback from it. You can't then blame the other person if they feel salty about what you said in public, even if you're right. 
There's a way that you do it. Yeah, I don't. Shout out to Mike Tomlin. He will tell you that in a minute. And that's why, to me, Mike Tomlin is the best press press conference uh, performer in the game of sports because he will not, even though he knows he needs to blame that player right there, he's not going to do it in public. You keep that stuff in-house. You say you're disappointed. You say we did not perform. We did not execute. I'm frustrated because we were this close, yada, yada, yada. And then you can tear them up behind the scenes if you want to. But that's not what you do. We all rag on Ben Ben Simmons. He was touted to be the next LeBron James. And look at what he's been doing over the past going into the sixth year. What look at what he's been doing. He, he don't uh, listen. So this, I mean I get it. In crucial and I'm not saying that he was wrong in his assessment. Ben Simmons was the key reason why they missed, they didn't win. Yes, he was. But you know, if you're gonna say that. You you big and bad and frustrated enough to say it, then you're going to take the blowback from it. And if the blowback is, well, I'm Ben Simmons, and even though your team wants me to come back, and you saying, he, they saying come back, I ain't coming back because of you, because of what you said. That's what he's going to do. You got to be yeah, able, be listen, willing to, to day, accept he, that. He, he the reason lost out on his 25% increase in his money. I, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You don't want to come back, then don't come back. But at, at the end of the day, I don't think they got nothing to do with you not going to play in the Olympics. That's that sounds like a personal choice. I don't no, think they it is. They they listen. You'd be surprised, right? I I couldn't believe it when they were like, "Well, why would he go to the Olympics when he know he got to make a, a learn how to make a jump shot?" Like that was a big thing, right? And people, so the, people were saying that instead of going to the Olympics, you need to be in the gym working on your jump shot. Right. This, this summer. Yeah, they did say it. And, and, and actually, commentators said it on TV. They said it from the, the broadcast booth. I don't. Uh, I don't want to hear about that work on your jump shot during the summer. You got like I don't I either. See these, I see these every summer. I'm watching on Instagram every summer, playing against a bunch of Uber drivers, taking all these shots every summer. I'm watching the same thing. Game time. Right. He may. He may take. 10 threes in the season and that be it and you'd be like what i just take the shot i'd rather you take the shot we get it and i'm i'm definitely not defending ben simmons trust me if anything i want you to work on the most is your free throws if there's anything i want you to work on the most is your free throw shoot and it's crazy how teammates was taking up for him like when he when he did the spin move on herder he was wide open for a dunk, and he passed the ball to Matisse Stiebel, who wasn't wide open. And everybody looked at him like, why you ain't just take the dunk? And Thibault was like, well, the play before that, I was open, so he just came down and did the same thing and gave me the ball. No, damn well, that wasn't the right answer, but Thibel still took up for him. And I, like I'm okay. saying, I, this, to me, it, it was just. Dennis, like I said to you pre-show. It's too I'm, much I'm of coddling really this ball. I'm really too to much. do all the pre-work watching the video to to see where you guys are coming from because i'm not the type of person not to see not not try to see both sides at the end of the day though what you're describing to me seems like all the passes you gave to early lebron 
LeBron used to always pass the ball. He always used to pass up shots that he shouldn't take, right? But uh, the, 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 the train was behind him. Everybody was like, okay, pro, pro LeBron, they believed him in, in him. So I always wonder, like, what, what, what does it take for you to give someone the pass? And Ben Simmons is only in year four, just coming out of year four. And we're already damning him, you know? Like, if he, if he still shook on some, nip, you know, on some, on, on some tip in, in year six, seven, right? That's when you come into your ultimate prime. Then, then I understand, but maybe he is going through something right now. But, but a lot of people are looking at the situation, but by then it's too late. You know why a lot of people are upset? Because they feel as though that the Sixers should have won two or three championships by then. That's I mean, why a lot of people are listen, upset. Y'all condition yourselves to, 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 to what, 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 what was the term? Something, something to process. Right. Trust the process. No, 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 trust no. But as we trust. We trusted the process. The pieces was there to get the team. But mm-hmm. you know, we didn't. We didn't make the move to win those games. So then they said, "Oh, you know what? It was Brett Brown." Even though I still think we could have won that championship with Jimmy Butler, you know, with Brett Brown. So you know, okay, it was Brett Brown. So then this year well, we got Doc was... Rivers, and you know, mm. all the cards set up right. You know, the Nets was. Mm-hmm. Not the number one seed. We had home field advantage. You know, we just beat uh, the Wizards. We're going to play Atlanta. Atlanta comes out game one, shoots the lights out the gym. The living lights out the gym in Philadelphia. Shoots the lights out the gym to let you know this ain't going to be an easy series. Mm. Game five and game six, we up by 20-plus points in both of those games. The veteran leadership of Lou Williams, which a lot of people ain't going to never say, <laughs> okay, by Lemon Pepper Lou and, <laughs> and the rest and the rest of Atlanta made a comeback. And I got to give a shout out to Rashawn because he always say being up 20 in the NBA don't mean nothing. It doesn't. It don't mean nothing. Like it's all, and the NBA is all about runs. I got to give that shout out to Rashawn. It's all about runs. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. got to make sure that you can dominate during those runs because your run is coming. Well, listen, listen. Ben Simmons digressed last, regressed last year. All his stats were down, all of them. And that is the fact, I'm looking at right at his stats right now. That's a fact that nobody wants to talk about. But what you need to look at is why. And then when, when um, Embiid came out with the only reason why they got rid of uh, Jimmy Butler was because of Ben. Right. That just that ben opened and, up this whole can of worms, huh? It was Ben and Brett. Well, so it was here's mainly the thing. Ben is what Joel said. And, and again, but I, see, I mean, a lot of people weren't sold that Jimmy Butler was the key. Can I? I you see, Jimmy Butler is that other other player. That, that we can't mention around oh. Trisha. I'm sorry, I forgot. But, that but was you already let it out. You already let it out. I'm sorry. Then it's that show you can't fault. Talk you about Jimmy up. Butler either? <laughs> no. Hey Josh, write that one down. <laughs> Give me buckets. Put him in the list. <laughs> so um, so just to just to recap or just to clarify, um, Sharon, Embiid actually said. The reason why we traded Jimmy Butler was because of ben Simmons. him. Yes, there is a quote. Well, let me put it this way. There is a quote being floated around 
as if it was true that he actually said it i have not seen the quote because you know how people make up quotes and do mm-hmm. these memes i have not seen the quote on a reliable sources page that this is what he said nor have i heard it on a video or anything i'm just saying i've seen that being featured it's into a MW actually I think somebody posted it into MW if I'm not getting the groups all mixed up because I look out at all of them every day um mm-hmm. that, that he said that okay so question before I move on Dennis do you believe that uh I believe it but I believe it but is is uh the reason why I believe it is because your your beloved Brooklyn native JJ Reddick has a podcast and he had Jimmy Butler on the podcast and they were talking about things that were going on in Philadelphia that did not make sense to them. And uh, what, did, what did he say? I just want to be informed before I, I like. And one, one of the things that Jimmy Butler was saying was more so about coaching. And he was and he mm-hmm. was saying that uh, it was, you know, the coaching, you know, it was things that were said in the. There was things that were said to him by the coaches that did not make sense. And, you know, the one time he went and he stood up and he said something, now he's considered the bad guy. Right. Um, Because he was the only one that would speak up about whatever that was. What was going on. Like he said, they would go uh-huh. into, they would go in the film room and nobody would say nothing. It'd just be a bunch of clicking. Click. Right. Click. Click. And, and Jimmy Butler was like, well, I just got here, so I'm looking at JJ like, well, what the fuck is going on here? Like, ain't nobody gonna say nothing. We just click, click, click. That's it, and then we just left. And I'm like, uh, and he right. said, I, and he said, I pulled JJ aside. Like, why are we here? It was he talked about two things in that interview, mainly coaching and culture, and that was a part of the culture he didn't understand. What what nobody was engaged with the film. Coach would be clicking and explain it nobody would have questions to ask nobody said anything about that nobody disagreed or agreed they just were quiet and the only and he person said, I'm that not said used, something he said he's not used to that right and the only person that said something about it later was um uh tj mcconnell so when mm-hmm. jimmy went off he mentioned what tj mcconnell said and JJ was like, well, you kind of threw TJ under the bus. He was like, I didn't throw him under the bus. It was a conversation that we had, and I just was, was right. bringing it to the light. Right. Why you got to bring conversation to the light? Because it was something that, what he was trying to say is, it's not something that needs to be said in the dark. It's something that needs to be said during practice so we can get better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say this. Um, and I, I don't want to... I don't want to be a negative person, so I'm just I'm trying to be very calculated with how I say it. Um, Jimmy Butler being traded away from the Sixers and blaming Ben Simmons to me does not add up because at the end of the day, these are businesses and they make the best business move. If Ben, if Jimmy Butler was a better fit for the team. Or, or or Ben Simmons did not belong, they would not be keeping him here. They would not be come asking him to come back. That's just from a non-emotional thing. Like they're out for the best fit, right? Jimmy Butler, this is getting into my Jimmy Butler thing. You have to understand Jimmy Butler has been on what? 
in before 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 going to Miami was on three different teams, four different teams. Every team got got the problem, but not him. Oh, three. It was three. Yeah, it was three. Every, every team got the problem, but but him. Well, let's, uh, well, only reason I'm going to say, only reason why I'm going to say yes is because let's think about it. The Bulls haven't been the same since. Minnesota has not made the playoffs. Philadelphia hasn't gotten over the hump. He goes to Miami in one season and gets to the championship. Now, in the COVID, say, in, in the COVID, in the COVID, in the COVID. You call it what you want, you could right? get, well, and, and sure game, LeBron, season, right? LeBron still got four, right? We still say well, LeBron got four? Yeah, yeah. Then we're going to say can. Jimmy went to one, okay? That's how we're going to do that. He, he went. Now, if you want to say LeBron got three with an asterisk, then we'll say Jimmy went to one with an asterisk. We're going to have to put those in the same category now. I just, I just want to link this back to, like, transition and business. You think that no, if, if somebody, if a team gets rid of a player that they genuinely want to have as a, a, as a, as a huge figure or a centerpiece in their organization, that they're not going to have some pro, them issues when they release said player. Like you think, yeah. you think that when they release, when you, when he leaves the bulls, they're just going to, all right, Jimmy's gone. Yay. That's what we needed. Right. When he was the centerpiece for um, on that organization, same thing with Minnesota, same thing with the Sixers. Do you do, do you not think that there would be some kind of negative fallback to having that? Adding him to a team is not a, a, like your point about him going to Miami. They would have changed. Of course, if you add a great player to a team, you're going to see results. But when you subtract the great player, you you think that you'd see great results? So Jimmy Butler is a great player. Let's get that. No, I'm, I'm 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 asking if you subtract the player that you build your like you they literally trade to build around him, and then you remove him, and you leave the parts. That's that that's supposed to be around him. You think that they're just gonna fix themselves in a way and just be great without him? Um, oh, there no. are there there are some teams that do come back from that and still uh, end up being good. But they only do it by adding other pieces by right. shifting out and adding back in. Right. There's a difference. they only do that then. Right. You see, uh, Chicago didn't do much of that when he left. Right. They had they, they had do bad, much of that. That's a uh, at the end of the day, that was a bad GM. He ended up getting fired, yes. and and, and yep. that which messed up the organization. You go to Minnesota. I agree with that. I agree. Minnesota, they, he felt as though Andrew Wiggins was soft. He felt as though Cat mm -hmm. was soft. Mm -hmm. That organization has not done anything since Kevin Garnett was there. Right. Um. I I just want to add on that situation. Because it's the same thing that happens in Philly, but you're not acknowledging it. Yeah, we got a oh, we got a bad organization. Let me also, let me, we, say, we, it, let me we, say that let me say that publicly. We got a bad organization. Keep going through GMs, Colangelo, Sam Hinkie, and all that trusting processes, missing out on good things. You know, a bad coach and Brett Brown, and he left that situation. Now he's in Miami. Nobody never says nothing about Miami's GM situation. I, I, I have, Eric Spoelstra is already considered a certified coach. 
He I gets have... there and he goes right to the finals. Sorry, sorry about cutting you off. You are I, go ahead. I have to add the layer that we're not putting on, which is the 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 environment at which each of the organizations have. Jimmy Butler goes into Minnesota and they're soft, right? Mind you, Cat is Cat is on his way up. He's one of the top players. Andrew Wiggins finally has a home. He's on the way up. Jimmy Butler comes in and everybody regresses. I don't know. Right? No, 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 no. There, there's documentation. There's documentation and articles written about the regression of Cat and the regression of Andrew Wiggins. He hit. Yeah, him coming to the environment. And remember, everybody thought Chicago was a toxic place because of, of the coach. Um, what's his name? Tom Thibodeau. Thibodeau, right? So you got right. this player that has a certain temperament, that grew up in a certain culture, coming to a new team, not adjusting, right? Everybody's been there. They have a system. All these players are great before he got there. But he needs a certain... He's he's he and mind you he had a different upbringing remember he was he grew up away from his family he had a hard life all he came in with that temperament and it was hard for him to adjust to that boom he, he, he lasts he, like a year right a year they trade him over to the 76ers you have an up-and-coming Embiid, an up-and-coming um um ben simmons and and, and what the, the first I, I had to pull up the article while you were reading it says i don't know who the fuck is the, the leader around here no. coming again with the hardness right no. for, he comes in and he doesn't he, he he needs to know this he needs to do that and and everything is just hard i, I don't want to use the to word toxic because i don't know but he comes in again and you go to philly i'm, I'm miami who who was with a phil uh, uh sorry a pat riley right now the the Miami, um lebron leaves miami because of several things he didn't like with that organization and one of the things was the way that pat riley treated him and the organization jimmy butler suddenly right at home huh you, 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 thing, you, you, i'm gonna tell you why because one thing about jimmy butler he appreciates hard work he's a hard working dude and one thing about pat riley Pat Riley's a hard-working coach. I remember the quote from Chris, is it, I can't remember his name, is it Kanan? I think he got drafted right after LeBron. Chris Kanan, Chris Kanan, got drafted right after LeBron, he went to the Clippers. And the first thing, I know he got, my fault, he got drafted right after Dwayne Wade. Sorry about that, he got drafted right after Dwayne Wade. First thing he said to Dwayne Wade was, thank God I ain't going to Miami, because they work hard over there. Mm -hmm. The first oh. thing he said to him. Listen. We're talking about the NBA. You don't think Cat averaging twenty points a game is working hard? Well, I, I was I said Chris Kane. That's what I was talking about. I, I'm, well, well, I'm, about I'm, I'm talking about. I ain't saying Cat don't work hard. Yeah, you know, I just say I don't think the Cat is a franchise player. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is a franchise player. Well, there's, there's a difference between working hard and being soft or hard right. or tough. Soft or tough, I'll say. There's right. a difference between that. You can work hard and still be a soft player. I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that I'm agreeing. I'm not saying that I'm agreeing with Dennis, and I'm not saying I'm agreeing with Trisha. All I'm pointing out is that there is a difference between being a soft player and a hard worker, and you can be soft and be a hard worker at the same time. Because yeah. when when the only thing that I will say about what Jimmy Butler was saying was that their heart was soft. 
they were not tough when it when it needed when you needed to find that switch to turn it on Wiggins and Cat wouldn't turn it on and it frustrated him and in practice where you need to do all the dirty work in the grunt work in the practice they wouldn't do it they didn't want to do it they would be pushed to do it and they would complain coaches being too hard on us that was the quote i remember they're yeah, being was, he's being too hard on us he's yeah, banging was, us too much it's too much um, and he thought that that was soft because so, he's he was he went to marquette i know how they do it marquette marquette is not at the time when he came through and way came through it was not a kumbaya you know phil jackson type of coaching staff mm-mm. it was sure. more pat riley style we work hard I agree yeah. with you. Here's that's all I'm offering. I'm not saying I'm agreeing or disagreeing with what you said, what Trisha said, because I, I agree with a lot with what Trisha is saying. But there are some things that I agree with what Dennis is saying too. This is this is here. This is this is the the part, the key that's connecting what you said and what Dennis said to what I said. The reason Jimmy Butler was brought there. <laughs> was to be a leader to help these people along. This mm-hmm. shows he is That's incapable of leading a team himself. Because part of doing that is bringing along the people that need that help. He was brought mm-hmm. to lead, in, like, I'm not saying immature, young players like Kat and Andrew Wiggins, Embiid, young-minded, Ben Simmons, young-minded, and what we, what these teams thought they were bringing along was a player that was going to help bring these bring that out of these players. He maybe was a miscommunication, thought he was coming to another thing where this this kind of grit is ready made. They misinterpreted what Jimmy Butler's purpose or what he thought he was brought there for. In the in 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 Miami, who's he leading? T- Tyler Hero. How about Bam Adebayo? You know, a guy that came out of nowhere and he, became all star. He, back, he backed all star caliber. Backed up Bam, Bam, Bam. Yeah, Bam Adebayo. Bam, 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 as, as of right now, if we're talking, Bam Adebayo is the top five center in the league. Bam Adebayo wasn't top five center in the league before Jimmy got there. But when did he get there? When what? How many years was was Bam playing when Jimmy got there? I don't know. I don't know how many years the Bam was in the league. Bam, Bam is Bam has been in the league for four years. Yeah, it was like so, two. So, I think so they've two. been together for two years. Right. The guy. The guy. The guy. The guy was on his second year. He's he's a giraffe with the baby legs when he got there. Like you know. <laughs> so he didn't, he so didn't wait, make wait, it. wait 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 wait. So Bam Adebayo becomes an all star. But that's not a credit to Jimmy Butler. Hell no, that's no. credited to Bam. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay wait, right. wait. Okay, so Jimmy wait. Butler, Jimmy Butler wait going to Miami and Miami goes to the championship. That has hold on, hold on, hold on. That has nothing to do with Jimmy Butler's leadership. Again, same Kobe and LeBron won the championship. Now we call we call that a Kobe year too, because you gotta put them together. I gotta interject. Dennis, you are the same person that was saying that the Phoenix rise had to do with CP3. Yeah. And what did I tell you? It wasn't due to CP3. 
but this only. But, but, but it the, wasn't mainly this? due to CP3, and it definitely wasn't only due to CP3's presence that they elevated when they were already elevated. It, it wasn't. Well, Miami. Wasn't so how I don't understand how you can say that Bam's improvement was due to Jimmy being there. Well, because she just said that, that she expected. I see no evidence of that. She, well, she was saying she expected Cat and MB and Wiggins and Simmons to all improve while Jimmy being there. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Go and hold it. Time out. She didn't say that she expected. She said that's what the teams expected him to do. My fault. Teams expected. I'm sorry. I'm right. They expected. So then her next her next comment was, who did he improve in Miami? Tyler Hero. Yeah, right? that was her question. Yeah. And I said, Bam, I buy you. But and my said, question to you is, no, what's evidence I'm of that? She said, Tyler Hero, I said, Bam, I buy you. I gave no, her No, she guy was asking who, with sarcasm in her voice, who did he improve? Tyler Hero? And I and, and, with, and with sarcasm coming back, you, Bam, I buy you. you said, Bam, I buy you. Right, and I'm asking it, you, what evidence do you have that he was the reason? Uh, well, only, listen, I don't have no evidence that nobody improved with Jimmy. I do have evidence that the Miami Heat with Jimmy Buckets became a championship caliber team. I do have okay, that evidence. I, I agree with that. that that's but that's that all I got. Not, for me, you're right. I agree it, it, he improved Miami, but that still doesn't have anything to do with his prior journeys with the other three teams. To me, it's a whole separate issue. And it's not indicative of what happened previously. That's where I'm at. I take his, yeah. his his time on each team separately. And when I'm looking at it, he seemed to be in a problem. You know, other sports analysts have talked about Jim. And they talked about the way he seemed to be a, uh, a problem or an issue when he was on the other three teams. And then when he got to Miami, he did seem to improve it to a certain degree in other ways. I, for one, do not equate the, the elevation of Adebayo on Jimmy. I saw it in him from the beginning okay. already. And I believe, this is what I believe, I believe what really made Bam improve was Joel Embiid. Talking crap and getting in his crap every time they played is what improved Bam. Because Embiid basically manhandled him the first couple times they played and kicked his butt in the paint. Then Pat Riley, I don't know if you know, got in his ear about his predecessor who they shipped off to uh, Portland. Tell me his name. I forgot his name now. Um, Whiteside? Yep. About his predecessor oh, oh, yeah. and the Whiteside. issues they had with him and the switch he he, did, he just would not turn on and said, you don't want to be another him, another white side, and be shipped out. That message not, did not necessarily all come from the coach. You know who that came from? Who? Our boy that's still been playing there 15 years that has a roster <laughs> spot that don't even play but 15 Udonis? minutes a year. You Donis Haslam? Donis Haslam. The, assistant coach, the assistant coach on the floor? <laughs> that's right. 
And see, you know, I follow Miami almost as close as I follow the Lakers. So this is what I'm telling you. So I'm saying this to say, I have to put a pause on this Jimmy Butler uh, improved BAM thing. But I do indeed feel like with the makeup of that team, he did improve Miami. But that does not take away what Trisha has been saying about him that happened at the other team. I think both is right. Both is, both of you are right in several ways. That's yeah, how I gonna, we only going I mean, like uh uh Damon Hargrove, the sports guru, he was saying uh um that that all you know in Minnesota that also had to do with coaching, which the coach at the time was Tom Thibodeau. Which I didn't understand how that was even the situation because he was the same coach when he was with Chicago. But then I started right. to think about it. You know, I, I just really think that Minnesota is just a messed up organization because Tom Thibodeau went to another messed up organization, which is the New York Knicks, and took them to the playoffs with Julius you know, Randle as the franchise there's so player. Many, sorry to talk over you, Dennis. Um, there's, there's so many variables every year that come with performance. So it's hard to just make a full, a firm a firm quote and uh you know i'm i'll i'll say this like that is there may there may be like things that you're right about with this situation that like i'll i'll acknowledge that it's there you know i'm not saying jimmy butler isn't a great player i'm just saying that we have to look at just in in a in a common sense thing like typically speaking you're being shifted from team to team right and and every every shift is a situation where you don't believe people are, are working hard or you don't believe that they're, that they're going, they're, they're pushing it, everything to the limit. Um, and then you get to a team finally, and it works. It could be that the environment of the Miami heat, like um, Sharon said, it could be that he realized, yo, I have to make some changes in myself because I can't just keep switching teams. You know, I've heard some good things about um, Jimmy Butler in Miami when coming into practice and, you know, joking with the team, the th good things that they heard you, 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 you hear about that happened in COVID, all that stuff. Everybody learns a lesson, right? I'm, I'm, I, I, I would bet that Jimmy Butler learned, yo, I shouldn't even talk harsh about my players um, from Minnesota damn, I came into Philly and started disrespecting the management and they shit myself, my, my ass right out of here. You got to Miami, he got two teams of learnings. Like, look, I'm not going to pull this, you know, here, I got to make some changes. I believe that he, he made some personal changes himself too, to be able to thrive in that environment. It just didn't, it just wasn't taken as it is Jimmy Butler, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was a different, he became a different player, player at Miami. And Dennis, I, I know I mentioned that on Talk Your Ish one time, what a different player he seems to be. He didn't seem to be a different person, not, not just player, but person. He did seem to be different. He seemed to, he seemed to really care about those young boys on the team. Right. Too. And he definitely respected Spolstra. And of course he respected Pat Riley because Pat Riley is not going to have it any other way on his team. That's right. just the way it is. Um, That's why Whiteside is not there. Even though he had talent, he's gone because he did not respect the management yeah. the way he should. 
Um, one last thing about Minnesota, and um, it's just really quick because I don't have the proof. I, I like to say things with proof. I feel like the <laughs> um, things with Minnesota, the situation with Minnesota was very um, early, you know, early in his transition, but very raw coming out of what um, like Chicago. You have to understand that players over time, just like us as people, we go through this maturity phase. And um, right. I believe coming out of um, Chicago, he was still on his ego trip. I think the problem that happened in Minnesota wasn't Minnesota, but the fact that him and Wiggins pr pretty much had the same numbers. So then it becomes who who's priority over who, right? Um, so how you stand somebody up is, hey, I'm not only getting the same numbers, but I'm harder worker. I'm a leader, right? All of that goes above and beyond because really cat regressed, but a lot of his targets or a lot of it, what it's seen in the media was that it was his, his being heads with Andrew Wiggins, right? Mm -hmm. And Andrew Wiggins is a soft temperament kid. He's always been soft temperament. So mm -hmm. who, you know, what's the fight? I, to me, the fight is look at the numbers. This is the guy I got to compete against. Well, to me, Andrew Wiggins was always that quiet 20 guy. And I used what? to say this. I used to say this about um, what's the guy play for the Bucks? Number twenty-two right now. Um, uh, Milton. Milton. I used to say this about yeah. Milton. Um, yeah. I used to say he was a quiet twenty, but right. this this playoff series, you know, he came out and showed his clutch gene, and you know, started balling harder, and actually became a two. You know, for um, well, actually, I, I'm not. I'm gonna say some games he was the one. I'm gonna keep it real. Some mm -hmm. games he was the one. You know, going over there with Giannis, right? Because he had to. He had to. Right. He had to take. He had to take, he had to take those, those tough shots. So he had to win those games. But let me tell you, that belief that Giannis put in him elevated him, and he let that be known. Right. Right. He let that be known. That's important. So me going to mm -hmm. him going to Minnesota, I thought was this ego thing because it, you really have to compete against Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is quiet. He, you know he's quiet. And if you come in as a leader, you have the emotional intelligence to know who's the quiet guy, who's the strong guy, who's the loud guy, and make it work. And Jimmy Butler coming out of Chicago maybe didn't have that emotional intelligence. He just thought they were mm -hmm. soft or they didn't, right? But perhaps right. that was the, the problem there. He gets shipped out to um, the Philly and the, the, the least expressive thing uh, to a person, Andrew Wiggins, tweets thank god right you know because he's probably been running ragged <laughs> you know right he's probably tired of being bullied in practice by by the right dude. and so and wiggins you know, let me can i please say something else about wiggins what? you, you got to remember dennis this is the same dude that was drafted by cleveland and shipped out because lebron james said he'd rather have kevin love and I'm telling you, just like people want to say that Kwame Brown never got past the treatment that he got at the Wizards by Michael Jordan and them, which I think is a crock of crap. I still do. Mm. I believe that Wiggins, that effect has, has haunted him and chased him through his whole career. Yeah. The fact that LeBron, the man, did not want to play with him. I think it gets in his, got into his psyche. I think it's still there because like I, when, when Wiggins was drafted, number what? One. I thought that this was one of the most talented 
college basketball players I had ever seen in a while. And I, I'm a big Wiggins fan from college. And then he gets drafted by, and then chipped out. I was like, he said, he picked Kevin. I thought Kevin was okay, but to say you wanted him over him. Yeah. The, the gifts, Wiggins was more gifted and talented than Kevin Love ever could dream of being, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned, when he was raw and came into the league. If they had put the time in him then, it would have been amazing the growth and development that dude would have had if he had been allowed to play under LeBron and learn from the dude and get some kahunas about himself. But no, that ain't what he wanted. So he got shifted off. And I'm not saying that LeBron was right or wrong. I'm not saying that. So I know we got Damon in the comments and I'm not looking at the comments right now. So I hope he doesn't take this as criticism of LeBron because this is not about him. I am just saying, I believe that situation might've stayed in his head more than we realize because now he's, he's over at Golden State and still being kind of reserved. And the dude is, is bad. He is skilled, well-skilled. And right. he's, He's much more skilled than he's demonstrating in his career. That's my issue with Wiggins. And I've, you know, been on record saying that in 2MW for years. Yeah. I, I think that um, there's a lot, you know, but the conversation basically is, is just saying that there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of variables in the, in what ultimately happens at the end when it comes to the, the NBA. And, you know, I'm not going to discredit Jimmy Butler for being a, a positive for that team. Um, it's just that some other people on that team might deserve credit as well. Bam might've worked on his own game, you know? Um, there, there, there are a host of other things that could have happened to make Bam better, but I'm not just gonna say uh, Jimmy Butler is the cause just because coincidentally they, he's on the same team with him. And then um, it, he happened to, to get better with the entrance. You know, I look at all the variables. So, um, so to all the people listening, this is, I'm not, I'm not, this was not me shitting on Jimmy Butler, um, but it's just looking at this from a, a wide perspective, like, you know, there, Jimmy Butler, everyone has a, 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 a point or a flaw or an issue um, in this whole thing. I've never played an NBA game, so I'm not saying I, I know everything, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was that was good conversation, though. Um, good breakdown, good points of view. And even when we differ, this is how you discuss sports. So that's why I posted it on our, in our group. We're doing a clinic on how to debate sports. No trolling, just debate. Yeah, this is what makes this type of conversation. I mean, it feeds my soul. I love talking sports with people. Love just talking with you. Sometimes Trisha and I would just get in the in a chat and just talk sports. Yeah, we're not talking the yeah. emotion, hair, makeup, clothes. We're not t- discussing weight. We're not talking discussing politics. Being black, being a black woman, none of that. We're just talking sports because we love it. And there's nothing wrong with being a chick who dig sports. Love it. That's another shout out to chicks who dig sports. That's another group I'm in. And uh, and uh, I just, I just nothing wrong with that. But speaking of chicks, I, I do want to move on to the, to the, to another topic because I know we've been here for a while and we're going to have to try to wrap it up soon, but I cannot, and I would be remiss if I did 
in this show without mentioning the WNBA. I try to mention the WNBA on nearly every show I'm on uh, because not only because I enjoy the league, but because I feel like I have a responsibility as a woman to do so. Mm -hmm. So do you have a WNBA like favorite team or favorite player? What about the WNBA do you like, Trisha? But we can talk um, about the negative stuff some other time, but what do you like about it? And so do you have a favorite player or a team? I actually have a favorite. So she's retired. Um, but um I like obviously Cheryl Swoops, uh, all the all the beginners, all the ones that started the, the league in 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 the beginning, those are my favorites. Um Cynthia Cooper, Cheryl Cynthia, Swoops, yeah. uh yeah, Lisa Leslie. Rossi though is a dog, man. She's she like is. she's gangster. Pretty, like, you know. And uh, not yeah. to cut you off, but she just had her career high, thirty-seven points the other night in the playoff game. Right. Yeah, I remember when she was in college. I used to watch her, and I was like, "Damn, she's so focused." Like, I wish I had that kind of focus when I played basketball. I was, you know, I was, you know, I was. You, you see me, so you know I would how I was as a basketball player, right? But like, she was so serious about it, and st and up until this day, like. You know, I think her presence, her strength is the epitome of um, the league and like what I love about the WNBA. Um, before we started the show, I talked about the opportunity that the WNBA give, gave to um, players. And a lot of people, or a lot of young ladies right now um, are probably... Um, I don't remember a time when there wasn't a, a WNBA. It was started in 96, 97. And um, just the presence of the league alone is important. Uh, and, you know, this was a big conversation in, in 2MW this morning. And um, I want to bring it up now about supporting the women. Because um, a lot of the times people talk about this league and they say it's not profitable. Um, mm -hmm. and I want, so, sorry, Sherry, pull me back if I'm doing anything negative. Cause I know you want it to be a positive thing, but oh, I, I got I, you. I got I, you. I want to make sure that people understand how important it is this league for women to see and have, mm -hmm. it's very important. I know you um, guys are wired for a business perspective. And I'm a business person, um, like, uh, don't want to date myself, but like, I'm a 15 year and MBA, right? I know business, I have my own business, that sort of thing. I understand profits, I understand um, uh, revenue, all that stuff. That is clear. WNBA is not the most, it's not profitable. Um, and I, I understand that. But there's some things you have to understand for women that are needed for us to continue to be, to thrive as women. And I'm not talking about on a girl power feminist, feminist tip, but we need little things that will help us feel like we have a chance to express ourselves and participate in things that wasn't allowed for us to participate in. I was telling Sharon the story 
Um, and, uh, do we have any guys in the room still? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So guys, I'm I, here. I'm here. I, yeah. I, I just want to tell shout, you. Shout out to shout out to two MWs. Charles Porter is even in the in the comments. What's up, Charles? Uh, Trisha. What's yeah. up, Charles? I I want to tell you guys that in '96 when they first started the WNBA. It was a very emotional time for me because I love sports. I've always loved sports. I People always wonder things about me. Well, the story behind me is like, I was the only girl in my family until I was about 16 years old. So like if my cousin, my boy cousins went to the card store or the comic store, I went along. They had to go to the park. They sent me along too. If they were, were playing football in the street, I had to be the quarterback because, you know, they're not going to tackle the quarterback, right? I have to th- I throw the ball, right? So that, you know, I had to participate. And that's where my love of sports came. But the one thing I could not do and wasn't allowed to do is play, right? We could not play basketball with the boys. I had to always stand on the side of the court and watch. We weren't allowed. Remember, 1996, 95, we were not allowed to play unless we were one of those girls that were always hanging out with the boys and could play on a boys level. Like maybe there were one or two of us in, 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 you know, that did that, like as far as in the parks I know, but we weren't allowed to play. Right. And, and Sharon would tell me, you know, we weren't even allowed to stand the, the, the side of the court, even in the pickup games. That is true. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, I was a big double Dutch person. I played double Dutch. No females. Double mm-hmm. Dutch. But if I wanted to stand by the court, I literally had to dress up full stully. Like, like people could not know that I was at the court. Mm-hmm. Come, come with a hoodie on. Hoodie on everything. Yeah. Right, had to wear your had to wear your high tops. You couldn't wear lows. Right, you had to wear high tops. Right, with the tongue up and and tied all kind of. You couldn't right. have it just straight straight lace. You got to have it all. You had to have that look. Right. Yeah. And, right. and, I, and I, I would have a little basketball under my shoulder. You know, like a little. That was my purse, but I had a little basketball. Right. We weren't allowed to play, not because of the the girl power things, multiple things. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't play regularly and boys are stronger than girls physically where it was it's not safe right to play mm-hmm. so you have to understand what the WMA means for us we don't we didn't get to right past co- and you know girls play college ball but I'm talking about like the little or what us little ones that were still on the courts and going to the park and stuff right weren't able to play unless there was like a real girls team uh, put together and weren't even allowed to go on the court to play, shoot the ball around and none of that. Imagine in 95, right? 96. You got to give us this. And you got to let us, let us have this. And we, you know, sports is a, a male thing. I'm not going to, be delusional and say sports is is a woman's like arena sports is a male arena so we're not you know we're not conditioned to come to our own games we're getting we're trying to get dates we're trying to get ready for marriage we're trying to do all that stuff right 
We're not conditioned to do it. So we are depending on other males to, to, to support us, our support, our sport. Mm -hmm. I know we don't bring in the money, but we need it. We really, really need this from a mental standpoint, from like a, a, a even from like court, like going forward. And I would equate this to, and not to be political, but to all the, the, the black men, when Obama first came in office, you were like, wow, we could get there. That's the same mentality, the same thing that happened in my head when my coach, my basketball coach informed me that they're gonna start a WNBA. Um, at the time they were distributing VHS tapes called um we got next and he handed us these tapes at practice and i and you know i was like what is this and he's like they started a professional basketball league for women and i was like what right mind you i'm still a bench player so you know i'm not i know i'm not getting that <laughs> <laughs> right I'm like it didn't oh. matter though didn't even matter did not matter yeah. right so please love of the game love of the game we just want to play Please, we just want to play like you, like you guys have always been able to play any game you want, any game you want, you could come in and play. There's no stopping, but imagine not being able to go to the park and shoot the basketball or you got to shoot it real quick and get off the court. Right. Right. Like mm -hmm. you imagine not being able to play. And or, or playing a sport and knowing your cutoff is college, you're not going past this. Right. Y'all gotta right. give us, give us this, please, please. Yeah. Like it's it's it it's it's refreshing to us to know that we have it here. Um, some we're gonna get better over time. We're already starting to evolve as physically as people. We're starting to dunk now. Like you have to give us time, right? And I know time is money, but it's worth it because the the women are gonna be so much more empowered later they're gonna and, and and these women even though they, they may not be players and we're, we're sometimes fans and we're sometimes watching we are the mothers to your kids and we need to have that strength the mental strength that we're supported in from every mm -hmm. different place right so please mm -hmm. Stop shitting on people or start shitting on the WNBA. Don't do this cut and dry um, re return on investment thing. I get it. We we're not profitable. Um, but even Europe, they're taking the, the they're taking the hit because they know, right? That's why we go over to Europe and we they, we get more money. But give us this because we could not play on the court at all. Right, and that's all we wanted to do is play. We did not want to be equal to men. No, no, not whatsoever. Believe it or not, fellas, women like Trisha, Joy, and I, we know that you guys are physically stronger, and we don't have any problems saying that. See, problems uh, stem, there are problems that stem from the feminist movement from my generation, where we kept walking, well, well, where some of us kept walking around saying, we're equal to men. We're just as whatever as men. Yes, we are just as smart. Yes, we are just as intelligent. But physically, we're not as strong as men. And I'm not saying that there's not one woman stronger than a man because I know some men that I am stronger than, full-grown men. But that's okay. But by and large, yes, you are stronger. 
but you being stronger should not be used as a tool to exclude us from enjoying and playing and profiting from and participating in the sport of basketball and not seeing it either. I just don't understand that mentality. Right. Stop telling us that we don't belong and embrace it. And as Trisha mentioned, you have a mother, you have sisters, you have aunties, you have cousins, you have daughters. And you mean to tell me you're going to raise your daughter who happens to love basketball and you want to raise her saying, well, you know, when you get out of college, it's over with. You either got to ship over to Europe or do something else because we, we're not going to have the WNBA. Now, we don't want that trash here. I'll watch you, but none of my boys, I'm not going to have them watch you because the WNBA is whack. Yeah, the product. Are you really going to say that to your daughter? You're not going to say it to your daughter. Right. But yet you will sit in a sports chat and say that to me and Trisha Joy like it ain't nothing. Right. And it's ridiculous. You are so hypocritical. Right. And then, you know, you know, I usually try to tackle it from a less emotional part when I look at the history of the NBA, and whenever I bring this up, I see revisionist history all in the comments. You guys don't know about or may have forgotten about when the NBA was not profitable. You probably don't know about or forget about when it became profitable and how. Because there were all the owners were pitching in and they lost money every year. It wasn't that their profits were small. They weren't making any profit for a long time. And so they continued to invest in a product, product that was not being accepted. And that was mainly because of racial reasons and because of the things that the players were doing in their personal lives off the court. And it was not appealing to the average uh, fan at the time. But no one wants to talk about that, how they did it. All you want to say now is how the WNBA doesn't get as much revenue as the NBA. So therefore, we can't pay them equally to NBA players. I haven't heard one. Please point it out to me. The time you heard a woman say that the WNBA players right now need to be paid equal amounts to an NBA player. I just want to see it because I've never seen it. So if you guys can find a link to something, y'all always talking to me about my proof. You know how they do me in 2MW, Trisha. I got to have a link or something. So why don't you give me a link to someone, a, a woman actually saying that, or even a man, I'll take that. I don't ever hear that. Yeah, that's and I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't even feel that way. Trisha Joy doesn't feel that way. We know that they cannot be paid equal amounts because it's not equally as profitable. Right. But it doesn't mean that the salaries that they're receiving now aren't ridiculous, though. They are ridiculously too low. Right. And, and my argument has been for five, the last five years is that they should take different steps and do more to strive towards that parity and don't give up on the WNBA, market it properly, 
improve the product in a way that will make it more uh, engaging with the public. Say what they're gonna say, prom say what they say and do what they say they're gonna do. So if you're gonna promise this with the WNBA, deliver what you promise, Right. deliver that. They haven't, they have failed at that in a lot of ways, especially the delivering the promise and then not the, I mean, say making the promise and not delivering on it. Right. For instance, right. last season, when they had that record breaking season, this season, when they, there has, even though the viewership was up the first two weeks of the WNBA, what also happened by the third week, people started complaining because they would announce that, that these shows would be broadcasted on these particular streaming services people would go to the streaming service and the show wouldn't be there. The broadcast wouldn't be there. Or they would say, we're going to broadcast the, 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 um, uh, the, the LA team, the sting, what's, what's that, what are they called? The, um, the sting, Sparks. no, not the sting, the Sparks versus so-and-so, the, the Liberty on this particular streaming service at 7 PM. And then they don't tell you how to get to the streaming service. They don't give you the path or the link. So people are mad. And then they're flooding the WNBA website. Where is the show? Where's the broadcast? Where the, the, all that happened? But guess how much coverage that issue got? Very little. Right. Very little. So this is what I'm saying. You're not telling the truth when you say that nobody wants to watch the WNBA. That is a flat right. out lie. Right. Because and, and more men watch sports than women across all sports, even figure skating. Now, that's something I didn't know. OK, more yeah. men watch sports than women everywhere. That's just the way it is. So we're not. Ex so for you to blame it on us, this is another thing that I hear. Well, then y'all women, more y'all. Y'all don't even watch the W. Y'all don't even. Well, we don't watch all sports, period. We don't watch the NFL like y'all do. We don't watch the NBA like y'all do. We don't watch Major League Baseball. We don't watch hockey. There's no sport that we watch more. None. There's just not. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, you know, so get that argument, dead on arrival. Right. Throw it out the window. It's a, you know, it's so, a, I mean, I, just, I, I feel like sometimes I'm fighting a losing battle, but when I see the results, when I check the data almost every week during the WNBA season, I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. I really do. And when I see the improvement is inching up, when I see, when I hear those comments in these sports groups now by y'all boneheaded men telling me that it doesn't deserve attention, and it's not important right. and it needs to be trashed. I am better able to handle it now because I know you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You're just being ignorant and that's okay. You're going to be ignorant because I know better. I know better. Go ahead, Trisha and Dennis. I just had to get that off. I just had to say it. Um, <laughs> we've been, Trisha and I, you, you know, we've been talking about this, especially in 2MW for. For years. for years. And it's been a couple of times. That's one of the reasons that you mentioned earlier that you would call me and say, I'm leaving the group. 
because of the way we would get treated on the wall yeah. by these flaky men. Right. Hypocrites, big time hypocrites, ignorant to the facts. All they talking about is they're not profitable. Never want to address what to do to realistically make it more profitable. Even saying crap like they're just look too small on TV. Maybe we need to make the court smaller. That was a that was a big forget that. Well, Dennis, that was a big falling out. I'm not even going to say who the person is. I'm not trying to drag him at all because that's my dude. I love talking. We're we're, we're friends now. See, that's we're gonna leave that alone. But But that was one of the most that was one of the most ridiculous things that we had ever heard, and we that left us pissed for months. We told we we were told that people don't watch the NBA because we look too small on the court. So if they could make the court smaller (laughs) and so we could look bigger on the TV, then they'll, then you guys will watch. (laughs) And they were dead ass serious about it too. Mm -hmm. So adamant, (laughs) you know, um, that's, that's it. But yeah, Dennis, uh, happy to hear your thoughts. I I don't, I think Sharon said everything. that I mm-hmm. could say. Um, I actually watch the WNBA from time to time. I don't catch every game because, as, as Sharon said, they're kind of hard to catch, you know. Yeah. Even with, even with me having 5,000 channels. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my 5,000 channels. It's it still, <laughs> still hard to catch, you know what I mean? Um, but I did I did see uh, I did see Diana Taurasi scored at 37. Um they're playing against the Las Vegas team with uh with Liz on there. I kind of got a crush on her, and I'm, yeah. it's surprising how good the Chicago Sky is, you know, with my boo Candace Parker. I, it's, right, it's surprising. Right. I'm like, they they just got that team. And yeah, she's trying to yeah. take them to the championship but she, but she's, already. She's 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 the common denominator. Yeah, she's trying to take them to the championship already. I'm like, damn. Well, you knew when she and uh, our, our boy Derek Fisher had issues that that was gonna happen. She she had to go yeah, so well, she could finish out her career I ain't, and do I ain't well. Seen a bright spot in Derek Fisher past the Lakers. Okay, okay. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I ain't seen a. You bright mean the sparks? Spot the sparks? The sparks? The sparks? No, no, no. Past the Lakers. Since, oh, past since the Lakers. He won that sixth championship with the Lakers. Or fifth? I'm off a fifth championship with the Lakers. I ain't seen nothing good out of him since. Okay, all right. Okay. That's what I'm gonna say. He's still fine as hell, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, he's still he's fine enough to steal motherfuckers' girls. He's fine. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, he fine. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about the way the man look. You're fine. All types of drama around him. <laughs> he started yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, it's, I don't do the I don't do the drama conversations. You know I me. Don't, I don't you know I don't. I don't like to talk about them drama stuff. Who took whose girl and all? I don't really care about that. Mm-mm. Yeah, but that, I, um, the WNBA, I just feel as though it needs to be. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of sports things that I need that I say needed to be promoted better. I mean, like I say that to you a lot about boxing, Sharon. Mm-hmm. It needs to be right. promoted better. Like if it's a fight mm-hmm. that they want everybody to see, you'll see it everywhere. Like remember we was watching the game together, and the Pacquiao fight was on um, the first the first preseason game. The the, the Steelers was playing against the Cowboys first preseason game. Before halftime, it was five commercials about Pacquiao fighting Errol Spence. 
before halftime. Five commercials. Right. I'm like, this. Mm-hmm. you don't put the same... I don't know why they don't put that same money and promotion into a lot of other sports. WNBA being one of them. Mm-hmm. They need it. They definitely need it. And matter yeah. of fact, I know I need mm-hmm. to go to a game. Too bad it ain't nothing in Philly. But I need to go to a game. Um, but Dennis, I would like Before to thank the- you for watching the games. I, I mean, like... Um, that's all I think is that guys should watch more, you know, just give it a chance. I'm not saying that everybody should become a fan, but just give it a chance. Um, and I think, and talk about it and and, talk about it, talk about it because you like, Mm -hmm. even just seeing you guys seeing that you, you know, watch specific games and can talk about different things. That means a lot to like, just me, but in, in general, you know, other guys will look at, look, you know, look up to you and look up to uh, and watch the show. They can see that it's a topic that you think is important or you have have covered and they will, you know, you, you know, they will kind of nudge themselves to, 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 to look at it. And it's, 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 it's each guy needs to give the guy that sort of like okay or freedom or word of mouth to like just check it out or look at the score look at these highlights you don't even have to watch the whole game what's the highlights right like watch to see what happens because at the end of the day even if it comes down to a business thing we cannot survive the WNBA cannot survive without male support yeah. I, don't even, I don't want to say I don't want to say male support it can't survive without support period Period. Period. True. But mainly period. you guys. But it's mainly you guys because the mm-hmm. basketball, we sports is made for men. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deny. It. I'm not gonna be like, you know, I'm not gonna be in denial about it. Like, you, you guys own this realm of sports. We compete in sports activities. That's that's true, right? And we have like. Mm-hmm. big leagues like Serena and stuff like that um but like I was telling Sharon in my opinion y- you guys are okay with ten- tennis right because tennis is more so a-, a a game of prestige it actually represents wealth so like yeah Serena looks good but at the end of the day you guys would support tennis because it's a it's a to me it's a wealth sport um and so just like cigars represent wealth, like tennis matches, like you, you guys are okay with it, but uh, other sports- Golf, are, is, golf is the same thing. Golf. Represents well. Mm-hmm. Golf, but- sorry, um, sorry to say, I don't watch either one of those. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I know, but you know, I'm saying more men are open But you get the it, point. You get the point. Right? Um, but yeah, I do- think it's so dope that you watch some games i'm not expecting you to watch all of them i don't expect all men to watch all wnba games one game cool you know buy a t-shirt do something that uh, every little bit helps but um so I, i hate to say think of it as a charity but we do need this support it's very it's a vital thing for us to see and have this um um opportunity and if it does go away because it comes down to like the numbers, then we're back to a point where, you know, what's the point of women even playing basketball if the cutoff is college? Or they right. have to leave, but uh, they, they have but to they leave make, home. But the crazy thing is they make more money overseas than they actually do. Right, right. right. And, so, and that's a travesty. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's you know, a travesty given what this country is supposed to be about. Right. That's a travesty. I didn't know that until uh, Steve Harvey said. Steve Harvey had uh, Candace Park on his, on his show. He mm-hmm. had his daytime show. He had Candace Park on there. And mm-hmm. she explained how she make more money overseas than she do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So a lot of decisions Man, women would have You mean you didn't learn that just from love and basketball? No, you could have got I, I that just think... you could have just got that just from the movie. No, on love and, <laughs> but on love and basketball, remember she at the end she got into the WNBA. I know it because no, they finally so, they finally created the league. Yeah, but it didn't <laughs> tell me that she made a lot of like it didn't tell me that oh the WNBA is paying less than what they're paying over there. Like it's, yeah, they didn't okay. get into that. So this is what you yeah, but this is what you missed. Rather than go back over there and make all that money, because remember he wasn't doing anything. No. He, he was something. hurt, yeah. and he had the child, and he was at the game, but he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't playing. But rather than take her and her family back over to Europe, she stayed there and played WNBA. You remember that, right? I remember that. She for she went. She gave up all that money to go to the WNBA, even though they were paying her less. It right. was worth it to stay home because she missed home. That's why I said they need a they need a part two to that that the little girl actually comes up playing basketball. That's what they need now. I agree with that. Spike, okay. if you listen to Spike, you need a part two to that where the little girl actually yeah, we grows do. up and same and please bring the same people back if you can. I I, I mean the chemistry between Omar Epps and Sonale them is just incredible. And we need them to be back as the parents. Right. Ain't substituting nobody. Uh-uh. I hate, I don't like sequels when the originals aren't there. It just does something to me. Right. I'm going to send this to Spike. You better write it too. (laughs) He's going to write it down. He's going to clip it and send it to him. I know what he's going to do. Dennis is a master at clipping video and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get better at that. I think I'm just nice. I'm going to master but Dennis, uh, let me see where we are on the show. This is, oh, I, I know what I wanted to say. Now, Trisha Joy's eyes are probably going to get this big when I make this statement because I don't usually do this. But I want to give a shout out to a member of 2MW. Um, I'm in probably about three or four different groups with this individual. And we don't tend to get along. So we kind of avoid each other, right? But the one thing I must give a shout out to him for is the way he posts about the WNBA. He posts in 2MW and he posts to uh, in a um, round ball round table about the WNBA. So-and-so did this last night in the playoffs. He, he posts often. And that's the one time I will like his post when he does that. And so I'm going to, I'm going to give this shout out to Siaka Sase. I think that's how you say his name. See, I told y'all she was going to make that face. What? He does that. (laughs) He does that. And I, you know, like I said, you know, I have told, I told you Damon Hargrove and everybody else that when I make these sports comments or comments in general, it's not about my emotions or how I like the person and don't like the person. I really try to be objective. And objectively, Siaka, and let me say also Isaiah Reef. I think it's Isaiah Reef. Brooklyn is his name on the thing. Yeah. Or yeah. Isaiah Reef. 
um, in 2MW, he also posts about the WNBA often. If, I, if I'm forgetting about somebody, maybe Daryl Hall, maybe in 2MW, he, they all post about the WNBA and I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And Dennis, I also too thank you for watching the WNBA as Trisha said earlier. Yeah, I, yeah. I just do because it's important. Um, we don't hate men. We love men. We love them. I love y'all. I have a son. And I have a daddy that was the world to me. So I love men. But I'm telling you, without y'all, we can't have the WNBA. So stop slamming us. That's all I want to say. Yeah. That's all I want. That's the final I thing I want to say on WNBA. I think we need to move on. But I just think that we got to have this conversation. This is a great conversation, you guys. No trolling. No arguing. No elevated voices. Nothing. <laughs> this was good. <laughs> I gotta tell Siaka. Yes. Ah, it must I'll be have serious. Dennis clip it and send it to you. You can show <laughs> him. It must be serious with so, Siaka. Shout out to Siaka. That man can't stand me. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> he, he cannot stand you don't me because I'm a Kobe, Dennis, I'm a Kobe is... fan and he hates Kobe to the death and he just can't stand me because of you know whatever. But I give credit where it's due, and I do appreciate the fact that he does post, comment, and say good things about the WNBA. In NBA, even though he he also acknowledges it's not profitable, profitable, he does post about it. Sometimes he posts more about it than I do. So, which is you know that's saying something. So, I believe that's how you say the last name, though. I don't even know Cise? how you say. It. I'm just in shock. Okay, like... Siaka Cisse. Yes. Siaka Dada Cisse. I believe that's his name. So Congrats. I shout out to you, Siaka. And just so you know, straight from me, and, since, and since I sincerely appreciate that. I really do. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I think this is a good place to end it, man. Like, <laughs> I don't yeah. know. What else is on the We'll end it with this because I, I do know... Um, I don't know if you, is it a stage play or more so just an acting career that you have going on? Because you kind of everywhere like broken glass. I got to, you know. Oh, me? Yeah, you. She does, <laughs> she does plays, oh, okay. she does commercials, that commercial, she does right. skits, yeah. she does videos. You seen her Great does... Adventures commercial, you need to see it. It's great. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, sure. So I do a little bit of both. Um, I started out, so the comedy thing that I, I um, started when I was on stage, right? I did a lot of stage and I played practice with um, uh, a couple of drama schools and the acting school, I mean, the comedy schools that I've enrolled in. So they call it like black box um, stage comedy on stage. Uh, this year, well, recently, um, starting November of 2020 through this, through now, actually is when I transitioned, obviously because COVID closed theaters, um, I've been doing a lot of stuff um, on screen. So TV, there's some other, another TV show that should be coming out soon that I taped in March that um, um, I was in um, and um, I did Evil Lives Here. So that's another TV show. Um, I did uh, the commercial, the Six Flags. I did another commercial 
for another company, but I don't want to say it until it comes out. So um, okay. Okay, then, uh, that, uh, um, I did something for like a, a, a YouTuber that has his own, has a production company. He has like 4 million followers. I did something like that in April. Um, and then coming up in October, like, well, this October now, but later on this month, um, I'm going to be in my first feature film. So that's going to be cool. Um, um, I, I'm thinking about the, the contract to see if I could actually say what I'm doing, but I, I won't. But I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm in a feature film in, and it shoots this month. So, you know, whenever it comes out, it comes out. So, yeah, I'm actively auditioning for both stage and um screen but mostly uh, most of the stuff is are going to be like on screen stuff that's coming out um going forward i'm getting back to the stage you know covid kind of got me a little shell shock but um starting november december i'm gonna start my, making my way back to um broadway off broadway and doing um shows on stage so you write now do you write shows too or no yeah well so yeah i do what i write um sketch comedy um i wrote i wrote a lot of christmas um based sketches that were performed off broadway right before covid right so i had like six pieces that are either santa i love me some santa santa based um holiday based uh uh, shows that were performed in the Producers Club in um, Manhattan and um, another stage of uh, the Magnet Theater in Manhattan. And I also wrote a feature film, which I'm trying to get um, pitched and I'm in the process with that. And I'll give you more details about that off screen, but that that was the first, like in COVID, I sat down and had this idea about a basketball movie and I just sat down and wrote the whole thing in four days. It was, it's 90 pages, 92 pages long. Um, I've had people re read it, edit it, edit it. And um, it's going to be like an animated film. So um, I'm, you know, I'll actually, um, Sharon, I'm going to, you, you read a version of it, right? Um, yes, I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's been improved since then but it's oh called, i gotta see i have to see the revised copy yeah yeah <laughs> it's called um back to Colorado, and it's a it's a it's not like a it's a it's a film that talks about the family the family um composition and household but from an, an alien perspective the basketball player is an an alien but they're nba players and it's so it's not like Space Jam, definitely not as hokey, but a little bit more serious. Um, the main character is handicapped. So um, it's overcoming hardships is the theme of that uh, film. Okay, all right. Trisha Joy writing, acting, doing comedy. Yeah. Now, if you ever did stand up, let me get that out of the way. No, I haven't, but I've been invited to do it. I feel like the craft is such like you gotta it's, it's, you gotta hit you gotta hit you got you it's, can't just you, you gotta hit. It's like I'm nervous to do it myself, but you gotta hit. It's like yeah, I, I know a lot of comedians and um 
I, you know, matter of fact, one of them live out there in Brooklyn with you, Reggie Conquest. Okay. I went to school with him. And so they, the Dumbos is actually hitting. He's been doing it since like 2004. Right, and right. He's, he's just now getting on. Uh, he's been on Insecure. He's been on. Okay. Uh, Sam J's Paul's. And uh, the Michael, what's the, the, the Michael's uh, TV show? He's been on all of them. I don't, I don't know if I'm funny enough for stand up. I, I have funny stories, but I don't know if I'm like, I, I have the craft. I think you're funny. I think you're funny. <laughs> See, I, think you, you, I, I think I, I think am you, funny enough comedy, to stand up. Your comedy up. would be story comedy. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, not the, it's not the hit them hard and fast stand up. It's the, you'd have to do like a special. Like when Whoopi did her one woman show. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like this. It was stories cracking you the hell up. That's you. I'm, I would be rolling. I'm gonna try, it. <laughs> Dennis. Dennis, you say you're gonna do it. I'm a. I'm. I might try. Don't you be uh, pressuring me into <laughs> trying to do it. <laughs> do it early. <laughs> but let's well, set a goal. Let's set a goal. What date? By what date? Let me. Uh oh. See, you this is how she gets you. Um, she does it to me. I just love it. What day? Th thank y'all for coming to the side, y'all. Um, <laughs> stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> you know, we, oh we, my we debuting. When we debuting, that is January. January no, we better talk. We better talk about that at the show. Uh. In, the, in the post show. We don't have to get them. But let me read these couple of comments just, just to close out. Um, OG, shout out to OG. OG for still being with us said we need to see the WNBA on ESPN primetime. Yes, we need to see more of that. They're on their primetime sometime, but it's usually on ESPN two and not on one primetime. Yeah, on so yeah, we do need it on the main. And uh OG said that's how overseas attracting our women, the more the more chatter. And he said, Trisha Joy, get down like that. He's like giving you shot, giving you props. And Mr. Hargrove, Damon Hargrove said, I would say bring Trisha Joy on Talk Your Is Tuesday, but shit, I don't want her and Mrs. Choc Miss Chocolate to steal my shine since I look be since I look better than Dennis Ron and OG Czar combined. <laughs> LOL. But in all seriousness, great show. Please do it again. Much love and respect the knowledge off the charts. Thank you, Mr. Hargrove. We thank you. Thank you, you Mr. Hargrove. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. All right, Dennis, that's all the comments. Well, again, I we like got some the, final words. Anybody? Oh, uh, let's start with our guest. Yeah, let's start with Trisha. Trisha, you know, she got um, some final, final, final words. words um, uh, to all the people that um, are doing their own um, content and, um, you know, they're finding out that they are are having a hard time just keep believing in yourself uh keep going look at dennis and um other people and look at their work ethic and i'm sure dennis can share some of his own personal ways of getting over like tough days that, that i think that would be a good thing to hear but like always know like just keep going that's that's my mm -hmm. final thing um the way the way to get over tough things is, is just know that you know the light is light at the end of the tunnel. You know, one of the things that they always say in the Bible is that the God won't put more on you that you can bear. You know, so it's gonna be tough days, and I, I always look at it like that. Like 
Like, oh man, like I like I'm broke. I can't do nothing. I'm at, I'm at the bottom. Well, I can't go no further down from here. That's the way I look at it. So there ain't nothing else to do but go up. That's, right. that's exactly what it is. I, I look at a lot of things different than other people, you know. A lot of people, that's why I call myself the ignorant thinker. Because I look at things a lot di- different than other people. A lot of other people be like, oh, I'm here. I'm stuck. I ain't going to never be nothing. Nah, 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 nah. It's, it's a rise and fall, man. I'm trying to get to an even level. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. I'm just trying to get to an even level and be happy. Always be happy. With what you doing? If you ain't happy, then leave whatever you fucking with. Leave it alone. Throw them trash. But be happy. Is my last statement. All right. And and my final thoughts. First of all, uh, thank you to everyone who came into the side John with us today, listening, uh, engaging, commenting, and not commenting, just watching the show. We thank you because we do it for you guys and. Uh, without you, we can't do it. So we we appreciate all of the comments, the views, the likes, the shares, all of that, everything. Thank you to our wonderful, wonderful, wonderful special guest, Trisha Joy, for dropping so much knowledge today. Um, we really enjoyed having you on. We knew this show was going to be special, which is why it was not pre-announced. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we knew it would be a special one, but... Um, Thank you for coming on. And to all people out there, again, who are doing their thing, keep going, like Trisha said, uh, deal with the, with the negative and use it for the positive. Um, just everybody stay safe. Um, just remember we're all human on this earth. Just be good to people. Just be good to people and be good to yourself. Uh, it finds its way back to you when you're good to others, even when they're not good to you. Right. Just be good. Just make the decision because that karma, it will come right back around. And even when you feel mistreated and you think by being good to that person makes you look like a sucker, trust and believe with patience. You will see you will win in the end because of it. You, The wisdom of my ages my my years on this earth tells me that it's been proven to me many 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 times so i'll just leave that with you happy saturday everybody if you have an election going on in your state where you are your town please get out and exercise your right to vote no matter who you're voting for have your say love all of y'all love everybody i'm just glad to be still here fighting Glad to be here. Dennis. God bless. Great day, baby.